show for y'all. Mm, sound like the Hodge twins. <laughs> ladies, and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are and however you may be listening, we welcome you to another installation of the Screaming Idiot Show. A very special installation of the Screaming Idiot Show. Because we have drugged back into the studio against his will. Our most popular guest, and actually our first guest on the show, Mr. Derek Muncy. What the fuck's up, my guy? What is up, my brothers? Welcome back, good. man. <clears throat> Not only the first guest, I mean, I feel like you're like an honorary <clears throat> member of the original crew here because, <clears throat> excuse me, all the fucking promotion and shit that you do for us, You, I mean, we might as well be paying your salary Oh, dude. at this point. It's my pleasure. Like, I, I can give you I, five bucks. I've, I've loved every episode. I'm going to share every episode. I might be a little biased because it might just be bullshitting with my high school buddies, yep. but uh, I love it. I think it's great. Every single episode, I come away with something that I like. And like I said, I listen. I used to religiously listen to podcasts for the last three or four weeks. This is all I've listened to. Yeah. I swear. Us? So you, so you guys are beating Joe Rogan right now. That, my I mean, ooh, <clears throat> Jesus This is Christ. the only way that – that's the only way we would yeah. ever beat him because that motherfucker would eat us mm -hmm. and spit us back out. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll take it. We'll, we'll take a yeah. dub over Joe Rogan any way we can get it. So I love it, and I hope we keep going. <clears throat> well, thanks. <clears throat> I want to definitely thank Derek for coming back on. And we recorded for, I think, three hours last time, and we could have gone for six. So grab your popcorn if you're at home with your headphones. Hope you got a long drive if you're in a vehicle. Hang on tight. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to jump right into this shit. And something that we all kind of agreed on that was a, a very interesting topic and not really something that we've touched on on the show um, is just the topic of guitar, right, and and being a guitar player and kind of start to finish. Or never a finish, but, you know, where you start and uh, where you're at now as far as uh, being a musician. And I guess we'll just call this guitar segment Guitar 101. And something that, Derek, I wanted to ask you was, you know, when you came on and did the show the first time, did that kind of, like, inspire or re-motivate you to start playing again? 100%. Yeah, so, so talk about that a little bit. Um, we're, we're building a house, and all of our cool shit is in a storage unit. And in the very back and the top of the storage unit is my guitar. It's an acoustic guitar um, uh D'Angelico. I picked it up. I used to have an acoustic Ibanez, a red, mm -hmm. red and black electric Yo, acoustic I remember Ibanez. That, guitar. It, mm -hmm. but that was my that was my first guitar ever. And uh I I learned one of my favorite songs. The first song I ever learned was um Outside, Stained. Mm. I hit that first strum on that D'Angelico at a fucking guitar center or something and was like, I like the tone, I'm buying it right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bought it, loved it, sold my other one. This is the <clears> one. <laughs> well, it's what? it's I can see it in the fucking storage unit. I definitely can't reach it. So we've been Airbnb for six months and oh, that's right. I come here and I pick up the guitar and I'm like, Holy shit, I haven't touched a guitar in six months. Then, as I said, you know, before I don't know if I said it on the last episode, but the podcast has kind of reignited my my music passion. Yeah. And I even had a conversation with my wife about this. I said, <clears throat> when was the last time you heard me listen to a Disturbed song or a mm -hmm. We Came As Romans song or a Kill Switch song? And she was like, yeah, you're right. I haven't been listening to the type of shit that I feel like I want to. Or, 
It's like I've been a closet metalhead for the last couple of years. Shameful. And they come back out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew you'd come out of the closet one of these days. So, I'm fishing around on Facebook Marketplace. Every From the last episode, everybody knows that I'm a Mark Tremonti fangirl. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of people. Meet yeah. So, <laughs> obviously, I want to buy PRS. Mm-hmm. I see some dipshit on Facebook. Who's selling one? Bro, for, don't say that. He's listening. For five <laughs> I hope he's listening. Buddy, I stole your money. Yeah, you got Come back and get an extra hundred bucks. Robbed, my guy. Uh, but for $500, he sold me this PRS, an amp, and all the gear he had. You got a pedal too, like, You got yeah. a Boss uh, uh, S- NS2. SD, NS2, is yeah. that what it was? SD1. Or DS2. DS2, that's it. Something like that. Seymour Duncan pickups. A little bit of a side note. I know you enjoyed the episode with my dad, but what you don't know about my dad is he's the vulture. Oh. And so he will scour around people yes, and does. just hover. Yep. And he'll he'll wait until they come down on their price as far as they'll go. Yep. He'll, <laughs> somebody will be selling a guitar for like 500 bucks and he'll hit them up. I got 100 bucks for you. <laughs> And and, Bro, and they won't do it. Three months. And then and then they'll hit him up and be like, "All right, look, uh, I'm selling it for four. He's like, "I got a hundred bucks for you." <laughs> they'll hit him up later on, like, "All right, final final price two fifty. I got eighty for you." <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the other twenty? I spent it on booze, waiting for you to come down. Guys, I ain't have thirty. Y'all see credit card debt. You know what I think it is? I think it's like I think it's like puppies. Like people get a guitar, like oh, can I keep it? And then they they, uh, they yes. don't they don't That's, know how to take care of it exactly. They, and they yep. don't they don't put the effort in. Yep. And then they're like, let's get rid of this shit. Yeah. Look, pay, yeah. pay, pay me space. exactly. <clears throat> pay me, and I'll take care of your guitar. Yeah. Well, so I got this. I pick it up, and I told this when I got here. Told this to see you guys when I got here today, but I had never learned a riff on an electric guitar. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it was being intimidated to go out, get it, sit down, and struggle through that first song like I did on the acoustic. Part of it, we had an electric guitar, but it's kind of shitty, and we had a little shitty amp. And I just never, I never wanted to to to, to try to figure it out because those the same tools that we have now weren't quite as available. Mm-hmm. YouTube was just coming around. Yeah. Yep. So like amp settings, I'm fucking clueless. Uh, alternate uh, like certain picking styles or, or mm-hmm. different tunings. I'm fucking clueless. If it's not standard tuning, I will. I just immediately left the uh, YouTube page. Yeah. So I'm like, no. I got this PRS. I'm gonna learn something. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna figure this fucking out. And I and I'm like, well, what am I gonna learn? I gotta learn a Tremonti song, at least a, a Tremonti on the lead. So. One of my favorites, all-time favorites, is Metalingus. Mm, jam. And I'm like, let's figure it out. Which is not an easy song to play, no. by the way. Uh-oh. So the first song, you're like, yeah, that sounds good. It's That's- bar chords, but the I picking tell you what, pattern is... I, 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 almost, I almost stopped. I found myself in the same thought pattern, like, this is too fucking hard. Yeah. I'm 30. I'm going on 30 fucking years old. What yeah. the fuck am I? I'm not going to be on fucking stage playing this. <laughs> and then the first time it sounded like, oh... The fucking alternate, uh, the alternate picking. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out because when when I play acoustic guitar, it's just full chord, yep. full strumming chord. up and down, all kumbaya shit. Mm. So when I f- hit the first 
group of notes that sounded clean on mm-hmm. the alternate picking, I was like, oh, my God. This is it. I want this. I want to dedicate my time. life to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and questionable you know, time management with my family. <laughs> Inside you joke. know, and, and all I think about, too, is something that Preston used to say in high school when I first bought my guitar. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to like this. I promise, officer, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. He says Long conversation. 15 minutes a day. 30. 30. Well, back then. It, it might have been at that time. It was about time, 15. Yeah. Yep. But 30 minutes a day. Every day. So, so I bought that guitar two, three weeks ago, and I can play the intro to Metalingus and the first part, like leading into the to the chorus, and the chorus a little bit. Mm-hmm. And granted, I got a good platform learning four or five songs on acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and, and picking around and understanding music theory a little bit. But the mechanics is where I'm struggling right now. Yeah, and the mechanics and then the gear. Those are the, that yeah. that's like where I need to start to. Bridge so the before gap. we. Oh. Go ahead. No, so, and I'm, you may be about to say something along the same lines. So, and I don't want to plug myself here when I say this, but uh, that is interesting to me because I am in several new things that I try. I'm in the same boat as maybe your thought process was. I do not give things time. I try them out. And if I'm not good at it, Shortly off the rip, I give up. It's the curse uh, of talent. It's a it's a fault it's a fault of my own. Um, and I would tell anybody that's out there that really wants to play, and I've had people ask me before. And a rule of thumb for myself has always been: looking back on it years later, I played fifteen to thirty minutes a day every single day, mm-hmm. every single day. That's the only way I learn. And then too, you gotta you have to suffer through sucking real bad you do oh so that's that's yep. thing. like and we were just talking about this it's it's easy to get a intelligible tone out of an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. if you can place your fingers in the right spot and strum up and down and some kind of pattern you get you, you got some kind of melody going you're like oh this doesn't sound bad i'm not going to embarrass myself if i go pick up a guitar off the fucking guitar center shelf mm-hmm. and strum around a little bit as long as it's not you know one of those band songs uh on all those youtube videos mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to play but uh i really want to do yeah. that now i really want to get like like play a really clunky enter sandman at a guitar center now really fucking loud <laughs> yeah a really clunky one just, like... just to be just to piss people yeah. off um but it's extremely difficult Okay, so let's go. I want to get Metalingus out of my fucking amp and guitar. Mm-hmm. That's a that's hard to figure out. Where do you out. start? Where yeah, do you, where do yeah. you start? Yeah. If you just you just okay, I know this chord position, or I know how to lay my finger across the the second fret yeah. of all the strings. That's a third of the battle yep. getting that sound to come out mm-hmm. the way you want it. I mean, well, and it's it's I mean it's finger position within the fret. Yeah. I mean that is huge. So many people will be too far back in the in in between the frets and whatnot, and not get the right sound or tone out of that. Um, so you're you're driving me towards a great conversation, and, and we've we've brushed over it before. Just you know, the three of us talking about how we learned how to play guitar is the, you know, when you're starting out, the acoustic versus electric discussion, right? Mm-hmm. And which one's the right route to go? Um, I think there's benefits to both, and you know, like with it. With an electric, you can hide some mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more that goes into it as far as, like you said, tone, 
um, and and feel in different styles of picking. Um, acoustic can't hide those mistakes as well, but you're able to strum chords and, and mm-hmm. different things like that. So, you know, Tyler, you have I will great- say with a raging passion, you start on the acoustic guitar. Fight me, motherfucker. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You start on the acoustic. Because uh, well. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, you start on the acoustic. That's all there is to it. Because you can't you can't hide your shit. And look, don't don't be a bitch about it. The strings are harder to play on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But that's going to help you when by the time if yep. you play your first six months on the acoustic guitar. Yep. And then you go grab a an electric. It's like, dude, this is butter. Yeah, yep. butter. Yeah. Yep. Oh, this is the ooh, only baby. the only thing I would challenge maybe, you maybe on for there. Your, maybe for your left hand, but your right hand. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's the thing. Why only play chords on the acoustic? Because I'm retarded. <laughs> We're gonna bleep that one out. Oh, shit. The only thing, hey. I, Woo. guys, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm kind of retarded. Hey. I'm kind of retarded. Hey, retard, retardando is a musical term, anyway. So okay. it is exactly, exactly. I'll tell you why. Because we're an R-rated show. Mm-hmm. I, there's. Very few things. You know, I just say. spilled my bourbon. And all it's over pro- I'm, I'm, I'm chicken shit. That's probably a yeah. better term. So here, here's the thing. Like, just for me, it's it's weird to to hear this conversation because most of the screaming evidence songs were written on the acoustic. <clears throat> Even our heaviest, our our thrashiest style shit was written on the acoustic guitar, and then we we threw it on the electric and decided, okay, we want distortion here. We want you know clean there. But, like, you can play anything on the acoustic that you play on the electric. We watched we, we watched this band called Whiskey Dick. Mm-hmm. And I watched that dude yep. rip an that. acoustic guitar. Yep. Like, yes, it was unreal. It, it, it was one of the most amazing things I ever watched. I wonder what he sounds like on an electric guitar. So, sounds like a guy. as a guy. He is a guy. As a guy that started on the electric and didn't pick up an acoustic until I'd been playing for probably five, six years or more. I concur with Tyler. Yeah. I wish that I would have started on acoustic. I would be a better guitarist today if I had started on an acoustic. So, in a way, I kind of set myself back, right? Because I was just riffing. Single notes, Paul Mutin. Power chord. I mean, shit like that. And instead of learning how to play complex you know learning chord switches chord switches chord progressions yep. Yep. learning yeah. about me i think i feel like with acoustic you you kind of force yourself to learn more about music theory than you yeah. do on an electric you can make almost anything sound cool on an electric guitar i think it actually takes some thought and study to make something sound good on an acoustic one acoustic acoustic one because it doesn't you can't hide your fucking mistakes yeah you know what i mean and and <clears throat> Now, it's harder to play. Through, it is way harder through to play. being limited on sound, you are forced to be more creative. Yeah. 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 Because you can't <sighs> throw on all these multiple foot effects, switches and yeah. effects yeah. and pedals and shit um, to make things sound cool. You can't put on like a super heavy delay and, and reverb with a little bit of crunch and sound majestic as fuck. You have to sound majestic as fuck just through your hands. Yeah. And uh, it's it's quite difficult when you when you take that over to the electric and you play on a guitar or something like a Fender or something that that really 
allows you to be very dynamic in your playing and it really gives you everything that you put into it much like an acoustic mm-hmm. oh my dude you're you're like already miles ahead of so many people but i also know that so many people that start on the electric i got a good buddy of mine his name's drew and we started playing guitar around the same time but he was very much like you guys where he started with metallica and this kind of thrashy stuff, very riffy stuff. And he was very good at that. But when we asked him to strum a few chords, that was me. He couldn't, he, he couldn't flow. It was, he was so rigid with it. Me too. And he had no finesse. I feel attacked. Mm -hmm. So uh, you may just, no, I'm just being honest because you were talking about Derek, you struggle with alternate picking. I don't. Yeah. But you you probably struggle with, Bing, ding, and ding, and ding, and ding. Yeah, I yeah. do. I do. <laughs> but you, I, can, you like, can alternate pick and stuff on the acoustic. You though. can. That's, that's just. Yeah, you uh, can. You know, being a and riffer I think it, has its pros and cons. Yeah, I think, like, especially if you're into more metal style stuff, like, when you're alternate picking on an acoustic, it doesn't give you the sound that you want. Yeah. We all know that. No. It doesn't give you the sound you want. So you're like, yeah, this is cool, but I, I, yeah. I want to hear like, you know what the, I mean? But I think it's to the songs. The, the songs yeah. I was learning All on acoustic good. were more vocal driven, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not as creative. Yeah. Like outside is extremely easy to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh elderly woman behind a small yep. or behind a counter in a small town. Yep. Super freaking easy. You can learn that right now. Uh whoever wants to pick up a guitar. Um anything by stain. All that lovey dovey stuff is all easy chords. Yeah. The only like I wouldn't even take the time to learn the bridge of those songs because it's mm-hmm. like, eh, what's the point? Yeah. But that being said, I think the reason I had, I've had as much early success on the electric guitar as I have in the last three or four weeks is because of my competency with my left hand. Yes. So I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not. You were used to building chords and yeah, stuff before. I'm not falling over myself like I was when I first picked up the acoustic guitar. But my right hand competency is where I'm struggling now, and I don't mm-hmm. know if that's because I honestly think it's because I want to play faster. Like I think my right hand should be doing more work, mm-hmm. and I get excited, and I'm like, so your brain works faster than your hand. I have seen here lately. I've seen several videos on whether it's TikTok or YouTube talking about how you know so many people like I want to play faster, I want to play faster, I want to play faster on an electric, and these guys are showing like. You're, you're focused too much on the wrist and not enough on the forearm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just teaching different styles of how to pick fast. Mm-hmm. And people are worried so much about how they're holding the pick, the angle, all the shit, hand placement. And it's it's like you have to find what's comfortable for you when it comes to speed. If you watch somebody like Steve Vai pick fast and then watch somebody like Dave Mustaine pick fast they look completely opposite mm-hmm. like the way dave mustaine picks insanely fast looks so painful but <laughs> that dude is fucking like He's almost 60 years old strength yeah well, he wears those forearm <laughs> wristbands too right keeps that shit tight so what's well, like kirk hammett tapes his fucking hand really? if you ever watch kirk hammett play yep. he's got tape that goes all the way yep. around his four fingers right here really Just yes like- but he, shit he tight, doesn't he hold it with more than does he hold three fingers? No, who nope. somebody somebody nope. holds it. It's one of those guys is like uh, uh, a lot of fingers. It's a uh, uh, Friedman, yeah. uh, uh, is it Marty, Marty Friedman, Marty, Marty Friedman, yeah. and Michelangelo Badio yeah. too. Plays like, like that. Like like I said earlier, the the pinched harmonic stuff, the palm mute and stuff. 
they're just techniques I never picked up. Mm-hmm. Playing an acoustic. And, but it's like every single electric guitar song that I want to learn how to play yeah. incorporates those. And it's yep. like, I gotta, I need to start working on my right hand competency. So you make a good point because I remember when I was a kid and I was getting frustrated with, man, my fucking shit don't sound like that. And yeah. I would get mad and I want to throw my <laughs> guitar. And you do be getting mad and throwing. First thing um, you need is about ten grand. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing is, yes, gear is important, and I understand that. And we're going to delve into. Yeah, gear. we are going to. Dive we're into going to delve gear. into yep. some gear, and hopefully, there's some gearheads listening. I know there is. But sure. when I look back on my progression as a musician and as a guitar player over the years, I remember vividly these many little breakthroughs that I had in playing the guitar. I did oh. not know how to to palm mute until Thunder Kiss 65 by yep. Rob or White, White Zombie. Zombie. I did not know how to palm mute yep. until that, was, that song. We both that was the song we both learned how to palm wow. mute too. I didn't yep. know how to string skip until I no, that was uh, I can't remember if it was Polaris that it, did it. Mine but was a I, Polaris song that I learned how to string skip too. Yeah, so it was I off mean, the Mortal Coil. I think I've been doing string skipping before, but it became much more prominent. Do you remember when what I taught you had a pinched harmonic? Uh, bullet, bullet. Tosh, as far as I can remember, I believe it was bullet. Yeah. But the overall point of what I'm trying to make is I did that on accident. Was like, ooh, if, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if you are that's trying to learn, <laughs> love you, babe. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. The the point I'm trying to make is if you are trying to learn an instrument, guitar or whatever is just keep in mind there are going to be laws throughout that process and but those many little breakthroughs are the coolest fucking feeling in the world you just gotta grit your teeth you keep fucking you literally do you gotta be like nope Damn it! You gotta sit get down. Mad Let's go. You're gonna sit get pissed. I do it your fingers time. out. Go get a water. Yep. Pick it back up. Yes. Yeah. You know one thing that's completely changed my thoughts about playing guitar and practicing is running it through headphones coming out of the amp. Uh huh. Hmm. I never did that before. Yeah. So it's like if I'm playing guitar, I'm waking the fucking neighbors. Yeah. Or my parents. Oh yeah. Yep. And I sucked. So I was like, I don't want to play this and wake everybody up or somebody hear me in the next room. Now I put the headphones on and I'm clunking around and all you hear is fink, 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 you know. But when you do that, <laughs> my wife's to... on the Peloton next to me and I'm fucking sick. <laughs> I, would, I would honestly challenge you. The only reason you should put headphones on is if you have to be quiet. Yeah. Fuck the neighbors. Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah, that's yeah, not fuck the parents. Not. Fuck the parents <laughs> in the next room. They bought you the motherfucking guitar. Yeah. They asked exactly. for this. You done fucked up, mom. Guess what, mom and dad? I did fucked up, Guess what, mom and dad? I didn't fucking ask to be breathing right now. Yeah, I want to fucking be shit, motherfuckers. I didn't ask for agony and shit. What the fuck is up, Denny's? Circle pit. So yeah, I look. I would. I would just sit out on a fucking porch and sing and play and knowing damn well I can't can't fucking sing. You and yeah, fuck you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You got some. Got me again. Got me again. Grandma, grandma drives by. You sound like the screaming idiot. I can't sing for shit. But like, I just, I just did it, and the reason why. Um, one was just kind of a fuck everybody else kind of thing, but I realized early on I'm when gonna I wear started Jenko playing, jeans. 
when I when I first started playing out in front of people, it was it was very nerve wracking. Well, it yeah. would be if you're playing the BDSM song. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm a bad boy. Like, honestly, I just kept fucking playing. I just kept playing shit in front of people, and whether they liked it or not. And I just yeah. had to block Fuck out em. whether they you liked it or do, not. Man, you now, do. To, to be able to to get in front of three people and play in yeah. front of them. Yeah, I like I like the headphones because I can escape it into it. It but, feels like you're. But when you when you like when you, you unplug the headphones and the gain is up and oh, you wait. turn the volume okay. up and you hit that, you're like, oh yeah. yeah. I feel like with it's headphones. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with headphones. Um, you are probably more in the space of acoustic in the sense of, oh, I fucked up right there. I, I just, that. I just remembered my this or that. So, but keep going. Write it down. Write it down. So I, 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 I personally have never played with headphones. Um, probably cause I'm too fucking cheap to buy a nice set of headphones to do that. That makes my ears hot. So fuck bro, that. Imagine I've having fucking honking ass, night. big ass Dumbo ears like me, bro. They don't make headphones <laughs> big enough to cover these bitches up. He said, "You can't wear you headphones guys... when you get XM radio through your ears." <laughs> He's got the beat he walks into Guitar Center. Tees. Do you guys have extra extra large headphones? What's the biggest set you got? The headphones you sold to Shaq. I need those, <laughs> yeah. but bigger. But <laughs> but bigger. Damn. <laughs> Neo. Ne- uh, well, Long that, Dong Tigers. That brings me to an interesting point: being cheap. Okay. Oh God. That's that's also another I'm reason so cheap, why I didn't want to get an electric guitar because I was like, I already got acoustic guitar. Why do I need to spend another couple hundred dollars on a shitty guitar this and then another one couple right hundred dollars on a shitty amp and up. chords and 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 pedals and all that kind of shit? Speaking of that, <clears throat> we need to string this bitch up. I've been waiting on you, dog. Hey, hey, oh, hey. you've been waiting on my money. One or thing you've been waiting on me to waiting on you to, so I could show you how to do it. Okay, hey, fair enough. One thing is you got to tell the people what you're holding. Say it's a cute little Ibanez, right? Easy now. Oh, sorry. I guess I'm, we're, not everybody's watching on YouTube. Yeah, it's a. I'm buying a buying an Ibanez with a Floyd off of old T Scott here because yeah. I sold my my old Ibanez and I kind of <clears> miss <throat> it. I just love. I love. Oh boy, are we about to dive into gear. Yeah, um, I love the uh, Superstrat style. Um, so all I've ever owned is Superstrat and a V. Um, my, I had a Randy Rhodes Jackson. Um. Super fun to play if you're standing up because obviously a V and a Randy Rhodes with one, um, one, uh, what do they call it? A, not a, a fork or whatever, shorter than the about, other. Yeah. Cut away. A cut away or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one shorter than the other, but you're still tucking that thing in between your legs and playing like this, unless you're playing up. Now that neck was super thin, Super fast, long scale length. It was as long as your Chapman. It was a uh, twenty. Well, it wasn't twenty five and a half, but it was long. Or twenty. Yeah. It might have been Probably a twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah. Um, so it was incredibly comfortable to play. Um, when you're standing up, love the the sound I got out of it. Um, but just I got so bored or so sick of because I mean ninety percent of the time I don't play live. I'm playing sitting down. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm over here jamming with these guys or jamming with Scotty, and then I'm standing up. But I got tired of having to play that sitting down, so I got rid of it. Well, then I'm just down in my strat, and I'm like, man, I need something else. And Tyler is the keeper of all, like, guitars. And I'm like, I love this, like, this, I don't even know how to describe it, like, natural wood-looking 
Ibanez of his, and I loved mine. And this one's got a Floyd on it, and we can argue about this, Preston. I know Floyd's get a lot of hate, but like I love the idea of this motherfucker is going to stay in tune. I stay in C. That's where I'm at 99% of the time. I can have the, the Ibanez in C. I can have my Strat in C sharp or standard or D or wherever else I want it. Move it around. Um, but me personally, when it comes to body style, I like the Super Strat. What's the difference between a Floyd and like a locking tuner? Um, I don't know the technical differences, right. and maybe Tyler can Tyler hit on it. Tyler probably does. I just don't like a the locking, feel of a, a locking tuner is the tuner itself, the tuner well, key. Well, I know that, yeah. And it clamps down on the string rather than it wrapping around yeah. the, the key. And it's part of how the teeth are designed inside the key so that, like, when it gets to where it's going to be, it doesn't have all this play. So you, you can have, like, cheaper um, cheaper keys and... Like they'll just kind of by themselves because of the tension of the string will like slowly slowly come turn out. turn yeah. it out. It's like so a cheap ratchet. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> That's exactly what it is. Not to get off topic, but do you guys remember probably <clears throat> I don't know ten years ago when Gibson came out with the robotic tuning? Uh, yeah. Skynet's real dog. Stay away from that. Yeah, shit. that sounds dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds would like you, a good way to break a string and get a Skynet. Yeah. Yeah, it, the, I remember when they came out with that, and they were acting like it was the 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 greatest thing to ever happen to guitars. I don't know a single person that bought one. I've never even heard of it. I, I mean, it was well, we were in high school. Like yeah. I said, it was probably ten years ago, twelve yeah. years ago, and I thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever. And then I started watching like how it actually worked. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I feel like that would go through a shit ton of strings. <laughs> yeah. So, but the Floyd. Preston, you can talk about he he, he Preston is not a fan so of a Floyd. Bridge. Before we get into the Floyd talk, uh, yeah, I guess I, I started talking about body styles first. No, you're good, you're good. I think you had briefly mentioned you were talking about being cheap, and oh, I think yeah, yeah, that was yeah. kind of going to lead us yeah, into yeah. gear because talk. That, that's also a reason why I didn't want to jump into electric guitar because of the guitars I was looking at, mm-hmm. like very Your fucking expensive. Are not cheap, and I didn't. I was like, okay, maybe I can get a cheap Epiphone, Les Paul make, but why do I do that when I'm going to spend that amount of money on something else later? Or what if I? Yeah. That's yeah. still a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, that's still three, four, five hundred dollars for your whole kit, you know, for yeah. everything you need. And to me, I wish I would have pulled the trigger earlier at the small amount of joy it's already brought me. Yep. I wish I would have pulled it, pulled the trigger quicker. Yeah. So, so what I did is went on Facebook, and I think that maybe that's a good starting point. Like, if if you're nervous about going out and taking the leap, fucking go buy something on Facebook because yeah. someone's always giving away the dog they don't want or the dog they don't have time for. I think that's how I got this one for five hundred bucks for everything the guy had. Yeah, that you, again, guitar, amp, chords, pedal. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. You make a good point, and. Selfishly, because I do it every day. It's what I love to do. Maybe, maybe do somebody else doesn't. You love are it. not cheap with guitars. No, I'm not. Um, and I'm thankful I'm in a position to most of the time be able to buy <clears> what <throat> I like or maybe work towards. I have what to I explain want, that but... concept to my wife. Like, and I know Preston feels the same way. Like, we got adult money now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we play get money to... now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get the fucking. Like... You you had talked about. You had <clears throat> said you're not going to regret it, and that kind of that hit me, and I'm mm-hmm. like. Bro, what is spending three hundred dollars on a decent guitar? Yeah. What are you going to regret about that? Yeah. 
Right. Except for it's going to sit in the corner and you're going to be mad at yourself yeah. that it's you also, never learned it's it. It's also not a depreciating asset. Yeah. yeah it's um, a, uh, a lot are unless not, it's a no, Gibson or a it's like no, It's not. like a new car. It's... I, I disagree it's losing, completely. It's losing the value when 100% you drive it off as, as soon as they you buy a new guitar, like if you can spend $1,000 on a guitar, you cannot turn around and sell no, it second hand. you sell for $700. There's a certain point where if you keep it in pristine, pristine, bro, go look up a 78 Les Paul and see how much that fucker goes oh, yeah. for. It's because Gibson. I guess it's because it's good. So, because it's Gibson back the when electric, they made great the guitars. The electric guitar yeah. that yeah. I had yeah. before, well, that's true too. My, the, I still have it, and I actually I keep it just to make sure like my parents are happy. Like, kind of, it's like one of those. It's like a family heirloom at this point. My brother's first guitar ever was in the '90s. They did all these remake um, lipstick pickup Dan Electro. Yeah. I think, oh, oh yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I think um, Brian May plays one. Yes, he does. But it's got it's got a dual yep. pickup. Mine's yep. got like two singles. Yep. And it's it's real twangy. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Real the, telly sounding. Yeah. Well, that, that's yep. part of the reason why I can never get the sound out of it. I wanted to, so mm-hmm. I put it down and be like, I must just suck a guitar. You could have played a bunch of Rage Against the Machine with that motherfucker. Oh yeah. Now yeah. that I know, I want to yep. keep it so I can yep. learn how so, to pay homage to it. You know, we're talking about. Um... Oh, but I did uh, before I leave. Go ahead. I could sell that probably for the same dollar amount my parents bought it for back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still. It's I mean, not as much. Yeah. But yeah. Just because now it's kind of a collector. Thing. So right. like with with cars, the bottom falls out of them, right? Mm-hmm. Because of miles and stuff like that. Guitars, yeah, they're going to hit a certain point where, you know, there is a instant depreciation. But there's a, if you keep it in good condition, there's a, a stop yeah. point. There's a hard stop. For that, well, I think a lot of people, you know, that start off <clears throat> don't know how to keep it in good condition. Yeah. Good, good condition, like you almost have to be careful getting those secondhand guitars because, you know, you might pick something up and the fucking neck's warped. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you don't know what you're looking for, yeah. If you don't know what you're looking for, or yep. the bridge is kind of fucked up, or I had an acoustic guitar that I paid 20 bucks for, so I wasn't too heartbroken. But because the bridge was fucked up, they had a pencil in there for the nut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, that's and, a, I bet that's a look, sweet tone. I traded that thing. <laughs> said that graphite tone. What's crazy is that I, it, it actually sounded pretty good. Like the oh, top, the top was all warped and stuff and Bro, had about- a pencil for the nut. But I ended up trading that thing for... Uh, a smoke piece. And... <laughs> Think about Eddie Van Halen's Frankenstrat, dude. Yeah, that thing was put together. I mean, literally, it was a Frankenstein yeah. guitar, and it was beat to fuck. And that dude yeah. played that motherfucker every night. So the one piece of equipment that I got from this guy that I really appreciate, and I might get some heat for it. I don't know because I don't know anything about it. Is that little Fender Mustang amp? It's $159 at Guitar Center right now. Is it 15 watt? Yeah, a little yeah, it's a little one but it's pretty loud. Yeah. But it's got so many like preset things mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like okay, so I want to go learn that Alter Bridge song. I flip it over to the metal lead. Yep. I make the adjustments and it's like it cut it dummy proofs that first step for me. Yes. So yep. like now now I'm like, okay, I kind of understand what's going on here cuz mm-hmm. cuz uh, I had some shitty amp before, but then when I bought my 
other acoustic. It's an electric acoustic as well. And I'm like, well, I got to buy an, an amp with it. And I just got the smallest Orange Crush, mm-hmm. which oh, I think it's like Orange Crush 20 or whatever. Yeah. And so it's got some more effects than what I had before, but it's just pretty user-friendly. Mm-hmm. But still, I was intimidated by that even. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is gain? Yeah. <laughs> How much gain do you use? All oh, of it? <laughs> all you need to know about gain is you turn it all the way up. Oh, you're going to piss a lot of people off by saying that. A lot but, of gearheads. But it's... Fuck it's, the gearheads. All the gain. It's 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 just one of those things that, uh, like, don't... To me, don't be afraid to go out and buy the fucking shitty cheap guitar that you don't... That you might be a little embarrassed about. It's your first guitar. Keep it forever. Make it yours. How many times did you change the pickups on your first Les Paul model you had? I, I in high school it was like yeah, I mean, ten times. Maybe I'm, that's an exaggeration. I'm a but. spoiled little fucking brat, so uh, if I don't your dad like was pretty it, fucking good to you. For yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. By all means, I got a good father. Um, <clears throat> Shout out Ronnie Dunn. I'm done. Done deal, baby. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, of course I go with go with trends and this and that and uh i remember when i was a kid i had i got that epiphone les paul when i it was my first les paul that i you know i love that style just because i was the weirdo that loved metal music but i loved the classical not classical that's not the best way classic to yeah the classic les paul style yeah. like that's what i liked i thought it was cool um but then i had these just mid-grade pickups in it and i'm like nope emgs are the way to go gotta put emgs in and this is for for context this is 2009 yeah 10 emgs were life oh my god they were a big deal i mean emgs was it that you know there was nobody nobody was talking about fishman's definitely nobody talking about bare knuckles i mean i don't even think bare knuckles was a thing but no no you, so, you took a you took a kind of base model that's affordable yeah. and made it your own. Yep. And you had a pretty cool amp. I think did you have that Vox or you had something? Yeah, I had a that. Vox. It was You might have had some before. It was that. a Vox yeah. combo amp that had a bunch of different presets it was and nice settings amp. on it. It was cool. Yeah. I have and had and still have a fucking Line 6 Spider 4 or yeah. Spider 5. But like go go get that get the equipment that makes it accessible. And then once you make your adult money, then you can buy whatever. The hell yeah, you here's want. here's my yeah. thing, right? Like my first guitar that I bought, I paid like 150 bucks for, right? And it's a fucking knockoff Strat, and still have it today. They people make fun of it all the time, but when you see those like Squire Strat starter kits, yeah, and you want to get into guitar, electric guitar, they're like fucking 175 bucks. You get a guitar, a gig bag, picks. You've cord, wasted more money at the bar. You know what? You like, know what's funny? go get it. It's gonna. You're going to be able to like learn enough mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, this is something I want to yep. continue with, and then you can go spend real money on something better. I forget this guy's name, but he lived Billy. down the street from me in Bloomingburg. Close. And he was a couple years older, and he's like, we find out we both like metal, and I, I don't even know if I had a guitar at this point. And he's like, oh, come on, I'll show you some stuff on guitar. And I'm like, sweet. And it was like one of those shitty Squire starter packs. Yeah. And he was shredding. Yeah. And I thought it was the coolest yeah. shit ever. Bro, I'm like, Squire Holy is a shit. fender. Like, I mean, yeah. it's like, it's it's Fender's epic yeah. is what it is. But, mm-hmm. like, that that little instance right there, I should have known, like, how, how impressed I was with him. I should have been like, why don't I just go buy the cheapest fucking guitar I could find and yeah. learn to play? 
Yeah. Why am I being such a square worry about, about tone that? when you know how to play? Yeah. Yes, exactly. If I can, if I can give anybody advice on learning to play guitar, especially electric guitar, because I can't speak to learning to play acoustic starting out that way, but learn to play before you worry about tone or or just a lot of overall people are sound the quality. other way around. They're like, man, if I get the same setup. Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan. I'll sound I'm going to sound like, just like dude, SRV. That's usually me. Nobody, that's, that's nobody sounds me. like him. Yeah, well, nobody I hate to tell you, like nobody's him. ever going to yep. sound like yeah. SRV. So. I'm, I'm like that, especially as I, as I got older and I got big boy money and I can go and I can buy what I want. Yeah. But, but I think with this, buying this, taking the step back and learning, I feel good. Like I said earlier, I feel like it's my first time again. I'm a guitar mm-hmm. virgin and yeah. I have just been... The fucked by this thing. <laughs> so, I, go ahead, Preston. I, I it, feel, it feels exciting. I'm so excited. I don't, I don't know that we touched on it. So a part of me is wondering, well, why didn't you just pick the acoustic back up? What made, why did you want an electric? Part of it yeah, is because one. it's all the way in the back of my storage <laughs> unit. Okay. I can't Instead, reach it. I, okay, I have two options. I can dig out the storage unit. Oh, I I'll can salvage the acoustic. It. Or go spend five hundred dollars and yeah, buy a PR. Just go buy a new one. It's it's that big problem boy money. where that's you have big like, bo- that is like big okay. dick energy, big boy money. Well, like, it's, I'm not, it's that, that problem. It's that problem when you're like, uh, I got the time, but I don't got the money. I got the money, but I don't got the yeah, time. Yep. It's one of those things. Yep. Um, Lawyer that. probs. And then <laughs> you guys getting me back into metal coming well, you're in. Welcome. Coming in that last time, the little band practice. You guys were. I was just finishing up band practice. We sat down. We've been talking. I've been riff riding on mm-hmm. Spotify lately. I know you guys don't like Spotify. That's another thing I want to talk about. Oh, but sure. um, I was like, damn it, I want to learn. And then I, I remember when I bought it and, and I sent you the text message. I said, I want to learn some screaming evidence. Because I think it's the coolest fucking thing that my buddy's in a band. I and love that, learning their songs. That you guys don't suck. That's the fucking key. <laughs> I was just, right before the Some show. Some people may think I told Preston before the okay. show. I was like, "You gotta, you gotta teach me that rent-free yeah. riff because yeah. I got, I, I don't care how hard it is, well, how long it takes me to learn to play it. I have to learn how to I, play it." I was just telling you guys before the show started. I was at a concert. I had your band T-shirt on. Some guys like, "Oh, who's screaming evidence?" I tell him, "Look them up, man. They're fucking awesome." And he's like, "I got a band too. We're on Spotify." Please check us out. I promise we don't suck. That's your Guess first indicator. Ding, you suck. You they lied suck. to me, motherfucker. You suck. <laughs> it was awful. Hey, he's probably a good guy. Though. He's no. I guarantee he's a good guy. He's a good show. Yeah. Was, uh, when I talk about the shows. band, it's it's just like, hey, we uh, you know, we we play a hard rock. Yeah. I've been compared. You know, we've been compared to like a heavier Breaking Benjamin, heavier Incubus, heavier Incubus, You're definitely a heavier and, Incubus. Yeah. That's what I constantly I'm like, hear. check it out if you like it. Cool. If Ooh, you don't, Chevelle on there, cool. too. Yeah, that's yeah. what we hear Chevelle as well. You know, my, my. We're doing July 7th. July 7th? Is mm-hmm. that, um, is that like Moss and Columbus? Yeah. Um, you want to go? I want to go. Okay. So bad. You, do you, we I'll already, see you there. We already bought our tickets. Did we just become best friends? I owe you money. Yep. You do? Do you want to go do karate in the garage? I didn't, I didn't give you money for the ticket. Oh, yeah. shit. I forgot about that. It's 20 online, go? 25 at the door, right? Do you want to go? This is going to be packed, yeah. We need to go. Well, we already bought our tickets. Okay. I'm only going if I get my fucking Screaming Idiot Show shirt. There, We just ordered them. Okay. All right. Right? I mean, yeah. yeah. All right. So, if you're at the we're like, wearing, I was going to say, we're wearing like the Malls, show. The Like Malls concert. Counterparts, Boundaries, Counterparts. and Omerta. Yeah. Boundaries? 
Grease. Let yes. me talk. Let me talk to the wife. Uh, this will be news to her. So, uh, well, groundbreaking shit on the pod. Yeah, Brittany, if you're listening, can I go to Brittany, this concert? Listen, Mom? I was at your wedding, okay, and I drove a long fucking ways <laughs> to be at your wedding. You owe me. Let my boy <laughs> go to the show. There's a picture we have of all of us at the wedding, drunker than fuck, and we're all throwing up the horns and. Oh, we were, too. We were throwing up fucking horns. it's like the whole crew, and it was like, I I love that picture. Preston and I had to coach a football game before that. We coached a football game in Dayton. You did. And where was that wedding at? Um, It was like... On the exact opposite side of the state. Yeah, it was like over past Zanesville, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You guys played there before. I can't... I was trying to think... Newark? Newark, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Hey, so I just thought of a great this or that. I know we're not going into this or that yet, but we're talking about gear, right? Yeah. And I talked a little bit about body styles. And so I'm always curious as far – because there's there's always two distinct body styles, right? So I'm curious as far as you two or three – dipshit went to piss, so I kind of forgot he was here. He has that effect. <laughs> People always remember me. This or that, Les Paul or Super Strat body style? Les Paul. Les Paul for and, you? And it's the same reason why Preston I like the I like the classic look. And the classic look and the classic feel. And I got a dirty little secret. Oh, I've never played anything other than a single cutaway, Les Paul's looking style guitar. You've never played a super strat? I've mm. never touched a strat. I've never touched a telly. When we get this bitch stringed touched up, you need to play this. Yeah. I've only laid my hands on single cutaway acoustics or Les Paul style uh, guitars. Okay, so you d- you don't really have a great point of reference on nope. the super strat. Okay, no, but uh, the same thing. Though. I like the classic look. Like I'm not gonna go out and get a, what's the Explorer or a V. You know, I'm not. I'm I'm just not going to. That doesn't do the same thing for me. So I was obsessed with Explorers when I was a kid. Probably because like in the eighties, that's the what James. Thing. That's what James Hetfield yeah. played was an Explorer. It, well, at first it was an Explorer, and then it was the ESP yeah. version of of an Explorer. <coughs> Excuse me. And for and some he reason, start, he was playing Les Pauls later on, wasn't it? Les Paul Styles. Yeah, yeah, ESP Les Paul. Yeah, but he still plays an Explorer style most of the time. He actually plays a V yeah. too. Um, but so I, I've always loved the Explorer style. Never owned one. I want to. Yeah. I want to own one just for funsies. But for me personally, I've played both. I've played the Super Strats. I've played the Les Pauls. I've played Vs. I've played Explorers and like guitar centers and shit like mm-hmm. that. Explorers are actually really fucking comfortable because they're super thin, and they yep. fit. Yeah. They sit yep. in my leg like a Super Strat does. They're weighted, balanced, really good. Les Pauls are so ass end heavy yeah, to me. Are. Like I feel like they're falling off the right side of my leg all the time. Yeah. Super Strats balance really nice. Explorers balance really nice. These fucking suck. What do you think? About, <laughs> they look cool. That's what it. do you think about a, a new guitarist playing standing up? One hundred percent, bro. And I think I agree with you. Because I have a problem with it. I never I play played. way better standing up than I do sitting down. Really? Especially, the like on the bass. Well, you know I'm the what, you know I can't play the bass sitting I down. I think very what, well. what's partially interesting about well, this this part fucking out here like is this. well. Instead of like this, you're like this. Old T. Scott here got to start playing with somebody who kind of knew the ropes a little bit. Oh, yeah. Where me, Preston, and Kyler, figure it I out, think, buddy. are like probably 70% out, of people who pick up a guitar are just like, I'm going to pick this up. Self-taught. Yeah. And, and, and Cheater. Like, yeah. 
Like my dad Tyler. didn't let me play with Distortion until I'd been playing for like months. Yeah, that's like that's like those like he real, taught you right? real gun enthusiasts or bow enthusiasts are like yep. you're not shooting with sights. Yeah, you're gonna learn how to shoot naturally or no yeah. scope. You yeah. mean yeah. open sights? Yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna learn how to shoot first. And then you can put all the gadgets on. That was my old man. Yeah. See, my dad didn't teach me shit about guitar, but I got a hell of a shot, thanks <laughs> yeah. to old Jamie May. Yeah. You but, be- no, it's 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 a great point, and I, I'm with Preston. Learn how to play sitting down first. And sitting down? It. Yes. Yeah. Because. Stand up every once in a while, though. Stand. When you get comfortable. Both. That's what I did, because I'm like, because this is my thought process. I'm gonna learn. They're totally different. I'm gonna learn my one of my favorite songs. I'm gonna learn a hard song. I'm gonna come in next time I hang out with you guys. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, look, look what Daddy learned." Yeah, and I want to play it standing up, so look cool. So (laughs) your hand, your your especially your left hand position is. Because you're here sitting yeah. down, you're here standing up. Yeah. They're, I mean, I'm being well, I'm exaggerating. Oh, yeah, look, man, I'm going to tell you right now, I got this kid I've been teaching, um, and I've been teaching him hand positions, and that's probably the hardest fucking thing for yeah. newcomers to understand is that, look, you, you, you might play chords with your thumb up here, yeah. but, you know, I'm teaching him how to do little scales, and I'm like... Dude, move move your yeah. fucking thumb. Bring yeah. bring it down here. All right, yeah. right, right there. Kind of in between Don't here. Use your thumb. You can't wiggly diddly if your thumb is and up on top. It's more yeah. like you're pinching. It's more like you're pinching when you do that. Yeah. So like acoustic, sit you know sit down, standing up, or guitar sitting down, standing up. You you should be moving them hands. Yeah. If you can use your thumb, Joe Bonamassa, SRV, John Mayer, John Mayer, you're. Something special. Do they have like yeah. eight pans or something? It's really not that hard. No, 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 no. I'm just. I. I'm. What I'm saying is, l- beginners mm-hmm. keep that fucking thumb on the neck. <laughs> well, I just mean like when I play chords, my thumb <laughs> is normally like up here, and I'm I'm shaping chords. I mean, nobody listening can see what I'm doing with my hands, but like thumb is is kind of high up on the neck. But if I'm doing like more of like the jazz chords, or I'm doing more yeah. single note kind of scaly stuff you look like the dude off scary my movie. uh this yeah. is my strong hand <laughs> my my thumb is typically centered in the neck or even below center yeah. and gives I'm you more low, leverage and oh, some people will leverage. have their thumb like way up here in front of their and you need your thumb yeah. kind of yep. basically like your, your lined thumb, up with that finger yep. your thumb and your middle finger are pinching <laughs> yep. it's like you're it's like you're like you're giving a come here yeah, give him a little come here, come here yeah. with your thumb up top. But what you really need to be doing is giving me like a like a little talking hand, like a little. Pretty much, hand. yeah, yeah. You don't need to be come here in as much. You're tickling the exactly, <laughs> yeah, purring <laughs> the cat. Yeah. <laughs> so you make a good point. Where oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You two fuckers didn't answer my this or that. Oh, what, what's that? Oh. What Super Strat or Les Paul? Um, can I pass? No. Well, I think we already talked about this once before, where it's like I've always loved. Sometimes the I drink a lot. Les I can't Paul, remember the Les Paul style, and that's what I've always gravitated towards. But since I got this Fender, oh, that's right, we did talk yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah but sorry. like yeah, at the same time, episode. I'm sorry. that that Ibanez is my first like real electric guitar that I had, and you know playing on that, and then going getting into the you know Les Paul style stuff. Um, when I got like my Schecter and got a Les Paul at one point, had an Epiphone, things like that. 
Um, for whatever reason, I just I loved the, the the style. Um, I think it was more the bridge because I did a lot of palm muting stuff, and it's easier to palm mute yes, on a is. Les Paul style yes, bridge. Yes, it is. Um, nope. but like, man, well, on, when on I started your... picking up that Ibanez again, and then I got that Fender, I was like, man, I might they have a snap. I might be a tent. I might be a Strat dude. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> on your new, on your Chapman with that new setup, it's way fucking mm-hmm. easy to palm mute. I know you prefer Les Pauls. I'm sorry. No, no. So you I'm, can make your point. You were going to make. I'm sorry. I no, we no. About and this. we can t- we t- we can touch on that in a second. But I'm actually kind of in the middle when it comes between Les Paul or Super Strat. You style. have both. You have reason being. I've I think I've mentioned it on this podcast, or maybe it was a conversation that me and you and your dad or me and your dad had, but. I like a guitar to fight me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reason being, um, probably because a lot of the stuff I play is heavier. It's heavier metal stuff. I want a guitar to give me some, give me some shit. Like mm-hmm. I don't want it to be this super easy strumming thing, especially a strat. That shit, it's too easy. It's too thin. It's too wonky. Um, but it depends on what kind of music I'm playing because I do play anything from John Mayer to Mon- say a monuments kind of style mm-hmm. um the guitars i mainly run on my rig right now are a modern version of a les paul they are thinner they're a longer scale length typically a thinner neck um with lower action and you used to hate thin necks so we used you- to hate thin necks but then the other thing is my dream guitar is a super strat uh, the brand SMP. I've sent it to oh, you yeah. guys three oh, different yeah. times. Fucking yeah, a super strat style. No, it's about three and a half. Is but it? still, okay. um, might as well be. Eight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's I, a super I, strat. I like my own aces. Yeah, yeah, a super strat style. But the thing I'm worried about, if and when I do get a guitar like that, even though I've played guitars like that, is because of a Les Paul style. I'm so used to that body curve. And that type of bridge that my hand won't be sitting like this anymore. It's it's going to be sitting completely flat and I'll be limited with my right hand. I just had like an epiphany, which I'm over here air guitar because I've got a wrist. I've got a song stuck in my head, but less Pauls are easier to play standing up. Super strats are easier to play sitting down. The weight on the ass end of a Les Paul lets it sit back, lets it sit back. Mm-hmm. And that neck, you're not support. You do not have to support the neck mm-hmm. of that guitar at all. Yeah. A super strat, you're kind of pulling it up a little bit because yeah. that guitar is weighted right at the nah. middle, right in the middle, right where yep. the neck beats yeah. the body. You know when I when I watch people play like strats too, I feel like they are moving it around more. Yes, it's Every, lighter. The whole it's a lighter weight lighter. guitar, but even though like longer scale. Although like the, if you ever watch like old Def Leppard, like Steve yeah. Clark. That motherfucker had that thing at his fucking shins. Yeah. He played a Les Paul and had that son of a bitch. Whenever I think of Strat, and you were going to say something, I think of John Mayer. Like whenever I think of like yeah, like him or like any of those more bluesy jazzy. Even Pearl Jam, they play Strats. SRV, dude. Jimi Hendrix. I had I had a question. You're good. And maybe this might take too long, but dude, what's your what's your rig right now? What's your rig? Oh, that, he just he just got a new setup. That so might be a, that might that. be a good future segment when you got like real guests on. Not well, like and, real guests. Like, <laughs> and this is this. I, I'm glad you asked somewhat because a part of me is like really giggity, but the other part of me is like 
I don't want to make. He this, say really giggity, giggity, giggity. You. I don't want to make this an hour long segment because give me we've, only been, we've pitch. only been recording. I want, so, I want yeah. a one minute pitch of your of your rig, and go. All right, so um, I'm a metalhead. Um, I prefer to be somewhat simple. I want things easy on stage. Um, I did have a Friedman Jerry Cantrell signature. Um, it was, it is a beast of an amp, but it wasn't doing it for me. Didn't have enough ass behind it. So I now run an EVH 5150 stealth. Um, and I couldn't be happier. With that, a new revelation in my rig recently, instead of having to tap dance with a fucking pedal board and eight different pedals, I recently invested in a Line 6 HX effects to where I can create banks for every single song of ours and create six different tunes per song. To dumb that down is like, yep. we play Say, I push one. We play End of Me, I play, press two. Somewhat, yeah, so... Count. If if we were to play say I run a clean tone I have a clean tone in that song and I have a distorted tone in that song I have say bank one it's a bank of presets click this little thing for a clean tone click this little thing for a dirty tone um, instead of oh got to click this on got to click this reverb pedal off got to click this delay off oh, man. it's clicked back and Too forth done yep. So what, so what guitar are you running mostly? Uh, and then I'm running uh, two different guitars, but somewhat similar. A Chapman ML2 Pro. And I upgraded both of those with the boutique brand Bare Knuckle Pickups. And Bare I could knuckle. not be I thought you put happier. Ragnaroks in that. that Bare one. Knuckle is the brand. I know, Ragnar- but I thought you put Ragnarok. Misha's. Ragnarok yeah. is the signature in one of them, and then the silo, which is Rabia Masad. We got to hear from the bass guy too, since we got to make yep. bass cool again. Yep. We which should, we should make sure it's like that. Make just but cool really again. quick, you make a oh, good yeah, point, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think no, no, I no, cut no, you no, off. I'm glad you asked this question because a goal of ours that has been in kind of the back of our minds is at some point one day, if this thing grows to what we want it to be, is the potential to interview bands. And do yes. stuff like rig Such rundowns and stuff like that. Yep. So I'm glad you asked. Hot dog. Oh, Hot dude, dog. I don't know if you I, – we're not going to go deep into this, but, like, I, I remember after the first – it might have been after your episode or, or whatever, but we kind of sat down together Rift and said, little, yeah, yeah what, what, what's, our, what's our ultimate goal? And I said, I want to, you know, be interviewing Jesse Cash from ERA. Like, yeah. that's – that's my goal eventually for this. And, and yeah, and, doing rig and, rundowns yeah. and shit like that. Those dudes that have such an intricate setup and, you know, finding out how, how intricate of a, of a gear setup do you have versus you know, is it more simple? Yeah. Um, it's, you know, and a lot of these guys, when it comes to albums, it's all plugins yeah. and shit. Yeah. But it's, I'm more interested in the live, live shit, right? Yeah. What's your, yeah. what's your rig setup and, live? And, and you guys have said it a hundred times over. Going to a live show will completely change your perspective of a band. Absolutely. That's what it's about. For the yeah. better or the worse. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, All That Remains was low on my list until we went to that show in high school. Yeah. And then All That Remains was two on my list forever. Yep. Sure. Yep. All right. Bass. Bass guy rig. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty boring, you know. I see. Um, I'm poor. What you got so... standing over there? Is that what you play on stage? Yeah, like yeah LTD. so my LTD, yeah. um, that's my old tried and true I've had since high school. Um, it was my dad's. He kind of gave it to me as a as a gift when I started playing bass for the band um, back when I was like you know fifteen sixteen, and 
as far as base rig, I you know I got a couple Harky cabs, four by tens. Um, I have I a my cab. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a Marshall. I do have. <laughs> yep. I do have a big ass fifteen inch speaker Randall cabinet, and I dare not set that up in this garage because I did once and I thought the rafters were going to fall on me <laughs> and I had the volume at like one now, but like the, the head, it's just a Behringer my dad gave me. Um, I mean, I, I've never really been rocking very fancy stuff with, um, with the base rig one, because I never really intended to be a, a base player. player. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, even when I was playing bass for the band early on, you know, I was still, I still thought of myself as a guitar player and I eventually ended up playing guitar for the band before and after the Navy. And so I, I always, I always seen myself as a guitar player. Well, then when we finally went down to a three piece and I decided, fuck it, I'm just going to be the bass player. That's when I started thinking a little bit more about what I was going to have, uh, what I was going to play through. But uh, I've just been too broke to upgrade to anything. Yeah. I would like to get a new bass. My dad got got me a uh, an Ibanez uh, bass recently, but something's fucked up with the neck. Yeah, there's some vibration, in and the, there's uh, so much buzzing to it, and yeah. it just pisses me off. So I don't it's a even gorgeous. Touch it. I need to get my super head. lightweight. It's bass. a champagne Beautiful. burst, it, yeah. and it's so it's lightweight sweet. and thin. It's and uh, it, it really brings out I mean, my beard. I think that'll look cool on stage. So shameless, like a little bit of um, shameless plug here. I did ask old T Scott here to teach me how to play the bass because I want to learn how to play the bass. It's so, so fun. Like I just, I, I, one of my favorite musicians of all time is Jason Newstead, and some of the shit that he was able to do with the bass, especially live, and the energy that he was able to bring to the bass, I'm just obsessed yeah. with. And I think, and I, we've talked about it before. I think if I learned how to play the bass, it would also make me a better guitarist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was one of my favorite segments of any of your guys' show was that little chunk there, like. I, I can't remember what episode it was on, but you guys were talking about that, and I was like, "Yeah, it's just I want to learn the bass. Learn, <laughs> yeah, learn, <dude>. learn <laughs> a second instrument, man. Because yeah. the bass is going to so make well, I told it'll you, make you understand. I grew up, I grew up in a house with uh, <clears throat> my sister who can play fucking anything. Yeah, and I was always like, "Wow!" And I'm like clunking on the guitar over here, and I'm yeah. like, "How the fuck can she do that?" Yeah, I, I think that the guitar and the bass both are like. I am so not coordinated enough to play drums. I could never yeah. imagine myself. I cannot get my hands and my feet to do two different things. Yeah. But, I, you know, I feel like I could learn the bass. Yeah. So I have tasked Tyler, which we need to get on. I mean, I've picked it up. You Before you came in here tonight, I was dicking around on the bass just because well, I think it's fun to play. That's yeah. one thing I will say. Between bass and guitar, I, f- I find more joy playing the bass on stage than I ever did with the guitar. Partly because I think I'm more naturally gifted towards the bass than I am the guitar. And you're more, yeah, exactly. He's more groove and And rhythm oriented. The other thing is, because I I feel like bass comes easier to me than guitar ever did, and I feel more confident with it, I don't feel so stressed out on stage about, like, am I going to fuck up or anything? Because I'm going to say, watching you play on stage 
it's worth the five twenty thirty dollars you dude, pay. Dude, who's the craziest the motherfucker in every band you ever watch yeah, live? The bass. It's the bass <laughs> player. They go. You, you know what? You know what? Lose our minds. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think I alluded to it on That's the last episode. That's why I love Newstead, dude. But I'm a. I'm a little bit of one. I'm one of those tool guys, you know. Mm. So they have some fat bass lines, <clears throat> and I just want to. That's I, the only I, bass line I know how to play. Is, yeah. uh, is it the? Yeah. I want to learn how to play a couple of those bad boys because they got some fat bass lines. Yeah. Bass is just cool, dude. Yeah. Like there, there are certain bands that made bass cool for me. Yeah. And Tool was definitely Tool. one of them. And believe it or not, Metallica is. I actually like, have, if you, it, I have a Spotify playlist called Sacred Geometry. And I, I every <laughs> every so often, I get in the mood. And it is the otherworldly. The, the stuff that's going to take you on a trip in your favorite rocket ship. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll literally put on Tool. Not to a place called Auschwitz? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's a great meme. But uh, <laughs> I will literally, like meditate and listen and i should i started doing it in college like listening to songs that are uh we'll say a little more metaphysical than others the, is it the fuminacci yeah 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 code? is it lateralis that, right? yeah huh? fuminacci sequence fuminacci yeah. sequence lateralis yeah that, yeah that whole thing josh ader shout oh. out josh i hope you're yeah. listening josh we're gonna force you to listen to this podcast you little shit yeah josh was the one that got me into tool in high school yeah. well in late middle school Josh and I went to school from preschool all the way through, yeah. right? Josh is the one that got me into Breaking Benjamin. Josh is the one that got me into Tool. And he taught me about the Fumanachi sequence yeah. and all of this shit about so he's like, bro, you got you ever seen the meme of the dude oh, with like the, yeah. the, the the red <laughs> twine and all this shit? Yeah. And this dude's like this for the people there. watching on YouTube. That was Josh explaining yeah. lateralis to me, and I'm like On the last episode, yes. <laughs> you mentioned how Josh got you into Breaking Benjamin. Yes. He got me into Day to Remember. Yeah, seriously, he's, he's a giant. Yeah, because I never heard it until I moved fan. to Trace, yep. and we're you freshmen. Got, Preston got me into it. Dude. Yeah, he's we're, a giant. Dude. We, we, I had yeah, never yep. heard of it, and Ader's like, "Yo, bro, check this shit out." Ader's like, Ader was like the fucking uh, the the beginning of it's, a lot of know, my metal. It's, it's like me. He's got older siblings that got good music yes. too. Oh, yep. big big yep. Randy, big Randy. His older brother would jam yep. some good shit too. Yeah. That's that's a. That whole family. Let's, shout out to the Aiden family. There's some good We've ass heard people. what the bassist rig is. What's your go to guitar rig? Or what are you playing right now? Well, I bought, <laughs> I bought Preston's Friedman. Yep. Oh, you bought, the, you bought that Friedman? Yeah. Okay. So oh, well, I made sure it stayed around. The clean channel is fucking unreal. My intention was to get certain pedals to, to work with that. Um, but I have I do have a Fender Strat. It's uh, it's from the '80s. I forget which year. Um, the fucker is a beast, and it has changed my life. I also have a Schecter um, Diamond Solo Elite. Um, it weighs about sixty pounds. No, it's, actually, it's, it's pretty light. Yeah, it's light. But if, um, if it's the Schecter, I'm thinking about that fucker's heavy. <laughs> well. It also, you know, compared to what, you know what I mean? But, like, you compared to guns, base, a lot of things are pretty light. over here, they hold up anything. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that Schecter has kind of been my go-to for a long time. I, I do have an old-school Epiphone back when, like, Epiphone was, like, really fucking sweet guitars. You bought an Epiphone studio for the boys, too. Well, an Epiphone. I did, but this, this Epiphone, look. It's a it is a flying V. 
and it's got pickups in it from some old SG, and mm. uh, that fucker sounds mean as fuck. It's, but like you were saying, snappy. the the V's just suck to play. They do. They do. Sit and down, it's so top sure. heavy, so it's like I'm supporting the neck the entire time I'm playing. So I, that I, headstock on a V is this fucking big. And weighs like six pounds. You need, to like, you need to like counterbalance with like a pulling tractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Hang like weights off the bottom. Cut <laughs> out. Could you yeah. imagine? Yeah. So yeah, before I got the Freedman, it was a Black Star. Um, yeah. Was was my main setup, and I got I got some pedals. I actually bought a cheaper brand uh, that was new at the time, and that's kind of why they was cheap. But I don't think they really took off. Um, Outlaw. Is, is the brand of pedals mm. and um they were cheap but also pretty they sound pretty, pretty damn cool. good pretty good quality money. man they yeah. sound great for the money like the chorus and i was even going to get the reverb but the chorus and delay sound really fucking good really clean really clear so now that we know what the uh semi-professionals play hmm. uh what's the what's the amateurs playing <laughs> Buddy, I I mean I'm still I'm I'm cheap, I'm very cheap. I like um, that. I, I just my thing is is and I I've talked about it on this show is I'm fortunate enough to have access to all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just have a like I said I still run that fucking same Line Six amp that I had in high school at home because I can come over here and play on the high quality shit. Yeah, I leech off these motherfuckers <laughs> because they have to buy the shit because they're in a band. Yeah, I don't. So when I play at home, which I play at home every day, you know, I still play on that fucking Line 6 Spider amp that is, like you talked about, Derek, you you had that amp or have that amp that has a lot of presets. I've got a clean, I've got a crunch channel, I've got a metal, and then I have an insane channel. Uh, But I play with it. I have my settings that I like. So I'm a little, I don't want to, don't take this the wrong way, but I guess I'm a little more advanced than you and where I know where I want my treble, my mids, my basses to be. um, And I have them set certain ways for certain channels. Um, but th- I mean, that's it, dude. I don't run yeah. any pedals at home. My favorite amp to play on though. No shit. Is that fucking spark? Oh, mm-hmm. dude. Um, that has so changed cool. my fucking life. So I, just, I told you about it for a year and a half, bitch. I just saw so, that on a fucking Instagram ad and I was like, so this is what? So I'm, I mean, obviously yeah. I'm buying this, this Ibanez from Tyler and then my next purchase will be a spark for home. Yeah. Um, but like I'll come over here and if the guys are here playing or Scotty's here or whatever, I'll just plug into Preston's rig. Actually, normally I plug into Sean's rig. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I like Sean's setup. It's a lot more. And I'll talk about Sean's rig. Yeah, I'll yeah. let Preston dive into that. But so for me, when I'm at home, man, I don't need much. Like I'm just dicking around. If I want to play on something that is uh, a lot more uh, diverse and complex and is going to give me a lot better sound. I'm here once yeah. or twice a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, amateur you, guitarist over here. Dude, I just run dude. some cheap ass shit at home. I come over to the to the sanctuary to play some good shit. I want to talk about the spark for a second because this really did change my fucking life. It's the, it's and incredible. what's crazy? What's dude, crazy? We need a look. Spark sponsored the podcast. Please. Let's go. Well, we love your product. Box. Yes. But it look, is Positive Grid is the company. Po- yeah, Positive Grid. Yep. Hey, get your shit together, Positive Grid. Get your number. Their attorney's right here. We'll give you yes. a call. <laughs> yeah. yes. Let's go. Our so, like, I've always been very, I guess, kind of old school yes. with with what I do. Part of the reason I always played the acoustic more is because I didn't feel like taking the time to set up my shit, 
turn on my amp mm-hmm. and and play electric. Now, when I was playing guitar for the band, that was different because you know I'm I'm doing that multiple times a week anyway, and normally would just leave it set up. Well, <clears throat> I haven't played much guitar in the last few years, especially since Preston joined the band, because I really never had to. When we were a three-piece, I would still play guitar sometimes when we would be writing stuff just to kind of help. Maybe, you know, I've kind of joked around about it on the show before, but like Sean would teach me a riff that he's working with, and I would have to sit there and play it for fucking hours while he wrote lyrics to it. Um, So I was still playing guitar then, but the last few years since Preston's been in the band, I haven't really played, and part of it's because my shit's not set up. Like I don't Mm. like my Friedman sitting up on a fucking rack right now. And, you know, I just don't have the room to have something set up all the time. Dude, Preston kept talking about this spark and talking about this spark. And then it was around Christmas time this past year. Merry Christmas. And yeah, I was checking checking out some uh, Sweetwater deals. Merry Christmas. And it was, it was on sale for a pretty good price. And so I bought it then. And when I set it up and started tinkering with it first, what was so cool about it is I was playing with my headphones and it was this situation of, I would put my kids to bed and I would sit in my room and I'd put my headphones on with that and get any fucking sound I wanted. And I was just lost in the sauce for like mm-hmm. days. Yep. And I would I would find myself, kids would go to bed around 9, I'd take care of a couple things around the house, sit down around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and I'm like, yeah, I'll play for 15 minutes. Look at the clock, and I've been playing for like two hours, and I'm like, fuck, I was yeah. supposed to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Derek, when you think about how good that PRS of yours sounded yeah. on that spark. Yeah, so I'm not saying that's oh, all the dude. amp. I mean, that guitar yeah. sounds incredible, but like you can get anything you want yeah. out of that spark amp. So but yeah, I mean, I like the, the fucking, the old spiders. I had a spider, a Line 6 spider, and, it, you know, it gives you a bunch of different options and stuff, and it's got a pedal that can go with it. Oh, and you bro, can it's set the, the, comp- the pre uh, you know, nothing. the presets and stuff. No. But, like, the Line 6 didn't sound that good. No, no. they don't. It no. really didn't sound nope. that good. And so I, I really didn't care to mess with it. when you're sitting two inches away from yeah. it. So I ended up giving my Line <laughs> 6 to my dad because I accidentally blew up his Line <laughs> 6 head. Um, funny story. But uh, Oh, we've told it before. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I've so, heard uh, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't heard, go back to listen to the special Charlie ed. Special Ed. Scott's show. W-K-P-U-S-S-Y. <laughs> that, that was, that <laughs> was the spot best on your radio. Yeah. The, the, what do you say? The tickly spot the t- on your mouth. The fuzzy spot on your mouth. Yeah. So, no, I'm telling you what. I was debating because I wanted a new guitar. I needed a new guitar so bad. And I thought, man, do I... I'm going to pay about the same amount for a new guitar as I am for this spark because they're not cheap. And I'm like, what do I get first? I'm like, I get a lot of buzzing out of the six string on my, my Strat. I need a new nut. It's worn out. It's an old ass guitar. It needs the next kind of warped. It's just, it is what it is. I'm like, I really need a new fucking guitar. So I decided to buy this Ibanez from Tyler first and then Mm -hmm. get the spark after. So I think I want to make the investment in it. Oh, dude. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna sell. I think I'm gonna sell that. I'll go halfsies with you. Yeah. I so so I got a so my rig right now. 
is this 245 PRS SE 245 that I stole from a guy for $500. Yep. Go get you one. It's, been it's pretty the cool. McCarty knockoff, and it's sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And knockoff's the wrong term, but it's pretty cool. The the SE version, yeah. the McCarty. SE version, yeah. yeah. And I bought it because I want to see if I like it before I make the real investment. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, then, you're gonna pay a grand for yeah. a quality PRS, well, the, right? Uh, I mean, you're gonna pay. Oh yeah. Well, the um, what's Tremonti's signature? You can you, you, you can get no 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 price wise. You can get the SE in, like, under a grand. Okay. Or when you start Which, getting into his custom oh stuff, my God. you're probably talking. I two have three. a great one, two, three. He's got two. He's got like a cust, like a like a a signature, and then he's got his guitar. You can buy his guitar. I'm either gonna buy his guitar or go on with like a maple neck. I have yeah. a great top. Like just real quick. Okay. Money's not talk about Sean's rig. Oh, money's, yes. money's not an okay. issue. Yeah, hold on. We'll get Ooh. to a money's not an issue. Okay, Preston, talk Real about quick, Sean's rig because um, I love Sean's rig. No, any gearheads out there? Um, Sean's rig right now is a Marshall four x twelve cab. I don't know the exact version of the Marshall cab. It's got the same cab as yours. Does it have Celestian greenbacks? It's yours a four x twelve. Mine's a four x twelve as well. Um, but you're running a fifty one fifty head. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you didn't talk about that. Yeah, so it's a 4x12 cab. Mine's a 4x12 Marshall cab. And I recently found out from another gearhead buddy of mine that it's actually a well sought after cab that was made years and years ago. It's not made anymore. And my dad bought it for me with a Marshall solid state head when I was 16 years old for like $500 combined. Is that a tube? Uh, My amp is, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. the amp's a tube amp. but then Sean's rig. So he's running a 4x12 Marshall cab and then a Hughes and Kettner. I believe it's called a Grandmeister or something like that. That sounds like right that. to me. It's a 40 watt and it sounds sweet. And then pedal wise, he's running a, uh, it's a Rev. I can't remember the exact model name. So it's Rev's, the brand Rev. It's their version of the Horizon Devices Apex preamp. There so you it, go. It bypasses the distortion channel of the amp, and it, it has its own distortion channel through the pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then guitar-wise, he's running a Epiphone Les Paul Prophecy series um, from years ago that has EMG pickups in it. And then he also has a Strat. That Which is he, perfect for a rhythm guitarist. Yeah, and then he also has a Strat that he modded out and put Seymour Duncan Black Winter pickups in. I love um, that guitar. It's yeah. also love HSS, too. Yes, yep. it is. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's double humbucker. It's a humbucker in the neck. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's it's double humbucker. Yep. I love that Strat. Yep. He put... I but think he's it, been, he, he has played your Chapman here. Lately it originally too. had a black pick guard on it, but then he did, like, the pick guard where you can, like, buy the pick guard and then put the pickups, like, mounted into it. Mm-hmm. He ended up doing a white pick guard to the Strat, so it's... It's a very unique strat. Yeah, it's a Frankenstrat. I mean, it's, yep. it's a Frankenstrat. Yep. So, I, I love Sean's setup. I, I love Preston's rig too. But there's a delicate balance between the two. There is, and, and and you guys have done a really good job of a rhythm guitarist rig and a lead guitarist rig. You guys have done a great job of rivaling those two and and giving yourselves your own unique sound. And then Tyler, you know, with Tyler's bass rig. The thing I love about Screaming Evidence Live is you can fucking hear the bass. 
You yes, can you hear can. the yes, fucking can. bass. You can see it, too. One there of the go. greatest metal <laughs> albums of all time is Injustice for All, and you know what you can't fucking hear? Jason Newstead on the bass. Yep. Go watch bass play- playthroughs of any song off of Injustice for All, and it's some of the best bass work you ever hear, and you can't fucking hear it on the album. And all the members of Metallica talk about, to this day, how much they fucking hate that record because the production sucks so mm-hmm. bad on it. And they're like, we did, they did Jason dirty. But anyways, money's not an issue. I want your dream guitar, bass, electric, I don't care. Your 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 dream setup. Right now. Money's not an option. For me. Go ahead. Because I'm just getting into electric guitar, and there's really only one guitarist that inspired me to get into electric guitar, I'm buying I'm buying Tremonti's whole setup. Which is gonna cost you a PRS Tremonti amp, yeah. the new hundred watt. Yeah, the okay. new his his new shit. I'm buying his guitar from PRS. That's probably that four Les grand. Paul. He used to play Bogner amps. Yeah. He used I'm to play sure, Bogner. I'm pretty sure if you if you want his his guitar, you're getting like four grand. Yeah, and it's still not his guitar. Yeah, I mean, right. And the only reason I say that is because that's just my favorite shit. Like if I and I I feel like his system. If you listen to his solo stuff, I feel like his whatever platform he's playing on is uh, versatile enough to where, you know, if I ever had the urge to learn a Polaris song. Or, yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, like I, I could start heading that direction. It's got all the game, buddy. Yeah, like, I could start. Yeah. And you get the clean tones. Yep. Which is, I think, a signature of his is pretty cleans and yep. then some some chugga chuggas too. He is one of the best. He is one of the he's versatile. Best finger picking. <laughs> he can spin left. He can spin right. Don't make no difference. Motherfucker <laughs> hybrid picks like. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's Tremonti's whole. I, I think I think I have to see that because I'm slightly uneducated on everything. Uh-huh. Else. That being said, I like that Chapman guitar. Mm-hmm. And I, hey, gearheads, I understand Chapman gets a lot of hate. Yeah. Whatever. Talk your shit. I got two of them, and they play like fucking butter. I did have to change the pickups in both. I understand that, but I'm bougie. I told y'all that. <laughs> he said I'm bougie. He said I'm bougie. We, you know, you know what we should do is post a picture of that of the one he just did, and where Kyler was bitching about the nickel pickups. I w- they just don't look as good to me but on that guitar. We, we, I think Twitter should better. settle it, I nickel or not. You know I've what? Always, That's what I've we always should do. Liked, we should yeah. let Twitter settle. Yeah. I've always liked the covered pickup look over yeah. open cord. Yeah, Tyler, it's cream cool. setup. So I got, I got really more on on the guitar side. Um, I don't, I don't geek out on gear nearly like Preston does. I don't even gear out like you do, Kyler. Like you probably know more about some of the gear out there than I do. I, mean, I know I'm how not to make Preston, it sound, but I'm pretty. Yeah. I know how to make it sound the way I want to because I've always kind of had to work. Preston with what already I knows had. where I'm going to go with my dream setup. Probably. So I have an idea. Preston's a gear slut. I I'll, I'll talk about. The thing was, I'm just a gear stripper. The, the thing was, and I, I understand we want to let Tyler talk. Shut up, bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus. I'm getting I over a cold, like, you cocksucker. Go make me laugh. I was never like the biggest gearhead before until I got into You the, are the most unsatisfied whore well, ass. Hold on. Ge- until I got into the YouTube community and I'm uh, seeing that's this his stuff. Problem. 
Yeah. And I'm like, this motherfucker. Okay, well, that's how they're doing that. That's, that's how he's doing that. Everything. Holy like shit, that. that's fucking cool. Yep. So then, oddly enough, that's what I got into. But yeah, I'm I'm bougie about it now, and I'm thankful that I'm able to invest in that kind of stuff as well. Right. So, so Tyler, um, your dream setup. Are you going base or are you going electric here? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk electric first. Okay, I, I, know I want your base PRS. setup too because I know it's PRS. So, so look, I I already have the Freedman. And so I'll talk a little bit about what my goals are. I have the Freedman. Um, Preston had some issues getting the sound he wanted out of it. I think it gives me exactly what I want, which is why I bought it from him. Um, there's a couple Strymon pedals that I want. Strymon's fucking incredible. So they have, a, I, I don't know the exact models, but they have a particular uh, reverb and a particular uh, overdrive pedal that I want. What's super awesome about both of them is they have two channels on each. So on the overdrive, you have like overdrive A and overdrive B, and you can set them to different uh, settings, but then you can also use them together. So there's that, and then there is the reverb, which is the same way, and what I always had trouble with, um, with pedals is just the lack of versatility while I'm playing live. Yeah. And it's like, I either have to buy two of these pedals or I'm making adjustments mid song. So I think having those two would be just enough without making it too complicated while you're playing live. And they sound amazing. And I think I can get just about fucking anything I want out of having those two pedals. Plus... Honestly, I'm really happy with the delay I have with that um, Outlaw pedal. Um, I think having another one would be cool. And they're cheap, so it's like, it was like 50, 60 bucks per pedal. Maybe even cheaper than that, I can't remember. But like, having two little delay pedals, you know, one set for more of a, you know, quicker but less less repeats and then one set a little bit longer with a, a little bit more repeat um to it um i mean i got the chorus pedal i don't use it a ton but like with that setup right there with the fender i already have and even my schecter i can do a lot but a guitar i've had on on you know got my sights on but I'm going to need to hit the lotto because I'm poor, <laughs> um, is a PRS semi-hollow body. Mm. I think it's the C2 or something mm. like that. And um, oh, it's a beautiful guitar. I fucking love semi-hollow bodies. What, who, who plays that? Uh, uh, dude from Shinedown. Shinedown. Semi-hollow. Yep. Well, the thing something. is, Zach look, they yep. sound so out, cool, man. Yeah, and uh, you can forget all the gain, bro. You don't need all the gain. I need all the gain. You don't. You don't need all, all the gain. gain. Look, I can our make next, that sound our next dirty screaming idiot shirt is going to say all the gain on it because gain. we say that okay. all the time. We do, but, but you actually don't in, need in all reality, the gain. In reality, I can, take, you do not you need do all the gain. But think about it. If I want to play a song that needs all the gain, I'm going to play my Schecter. Yes. But the pick or what I can do, the pickups are giving you the game, right? When yeah. when I when I'm looking at playing 
more bluesy stuff or softer so stuff you or said more like lead heavy I'll, I'll probably play the fender but the the semi hollow body i'll be able to do whatever the fuck you I want said on the perfect word for a semi hollow is full a semi hollow now a straight up hollow body i hate Mm-hmm. They're so boxy yeah. sounding. At least that's belt and suspenders. Too, yeah, man. dude. You got yeah. you, you got you got, you got yep. penny loafers on and yeah. suspenders. Yeah, yep. and and a BBK. straw cowboy hat. <laughs> a semi hollow is giving you a very full sounding tone, mm-hmm. mid gain, mid bass, mid treble. It's it's a very unique sound to it. You. I struggle with it because I don't thrive in that space. So a semi-hollow style, right, you're, you're playing a specific tone of music, and I don't thrive in that space, so that's why I shit on semi-hollows all the time because I, I I just don't thrive in that space. A semi-hollow, you there's not as big of a margin for error, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be on your shit when you're playing something like that. A hollow body, I just think they sound like shit. What's, is it a... Uh, what the fuck is Gibson's three three five? Yeah, I have no. Nugent's guitar. Yeah, three, three, I have five. a buddy who plays one, and I'm gonna cut you off, and I'm gonna no, give go you ahead. a local band shout out. Save the Lost Boys. It's a punk band out of Dayton. Okay, sweet. Um, Lee, I love punk. Lee, you're my boy, but I'm pretty sure he's playing a hollow body on their tour right now in Texas. Okay, is they're he doing, playing? They're doing like a mini tour. He's playing a Gibson. I'll have to show you after this. Yeah, I'll have let to me pull know. It up. But Save the Lost Boys, it's like a punk pop group you know blink is their big influence um, they're breaking they, up they got some good shit though save the lost boys their new stuff's pretty good they're on some kind of mini tour in not Texas save right the lost now. boys blink 182 is breaking yeah save the lost yeah. boys they, save the lost boys got back together lee studying for the bar he was a clerk with me in the southern district court of ohio so smart guy and look at that he's a punk rocker and awesome. our, our lawyer the screaming rock. idiots shows lawyer just happens to be a metalhead so how great yeah. So, did you cover all your rig or all your? Yeah, so I mean, as far as the electric goes, that's that's I pretty hear much what I'm looking for. Unlimited setup. As far as bass, can you do that much? Like, is there much of a rig? Here's the thing, man. With with the, the bass, you have is it more about as many. Pickups? It's much more limited. Is it more with pickups? All right. So with with the bass, you have about as maybe not as many, but kind of the same options out there. For like your amp, as I mean, you really want. I mean, as far as cabinets, I, I feel like Harkies are becoming kind of the standard, like Marshalls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for for the head, honestly, I've I've been pretty cool with what I got. Um, I think it's easier to please with bass rigs than with guitar rigs. Mm-hmm. Guitar, guitar's got a lot I of do, in there. I have played through a couple orange heads mm-hmm. for bass that I enjoyed. Um, you know, I played through this Behringer. I used to play through a crate. Um, that crate actually, you know, rocked the fucking house. I had, you know, a 212 cab, which was a bitch to carry around. But it's, uh, I mean, it gave me kind of what I wanted, and then this Behringer gave me more punch, and that's that's why I kind of play with it all the time now. But what I'm looking for right now on bass, and I really haven't looked into the gear to know what's going to give it to me, 
I want something that is going to sound super, super smooth mm. when I want it to be like, like when I'm playing behind clean riffs and stuff, but have enough kind of pop to it for it to come through the mix. Come through the mix. I yeah. don't play like Fender basses and stuff, like the Jazz Masters and stuff. I don't like playing those because to me they're too poppy. Yeah. I like more of that low rumble yeah. kind of smoother attack and you know, I I do want the punch. I do want a little bit of attack in there, but I don't, you know, that's why I don't play the Jazz Masters and shit like that like some people do. You know what I like about this conversation? I like Tyler, because he's a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Yeah. Yes. He yep. meat and potatoes. He is. Give me, yep. give me an amp. Give yep. me a base, and I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna mix well, you up like, some dinner. It's like meat this. And potatoes. Like yeah. I said earlier, I, I had to, I always had to work with what I had. And I had more than than a lot of people because of my dad, and he had equipment, and I was able to get stuff from him. But him, obviously, being from an older generation, with, you know more just the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. that's kind of what i had to work with and so i had to learn how to get the tone i wanted out of having very little <coughs> yeah. but um i do want to start incorporating maybe get a get a little bit of a little season on that meat. little, little season <laughs> on it. so like as far as gain dude i'll tell you what i've been listening to a lot of chevelle lately and their bass players tone Bro. Is oh, nasty, Jesus. and it had to be because it was a three Such piece. Such a full so sound, dude. Yeah. They needed the bass to, yes. yeah. yeah. Holy shit, they, yeah. Chevelle, they, they needed the bass to do something. Sounds. Yeah. So Think when how, yes. when we became a three piece, I actually went out and got a distortion pedal. It's an MXL pedal and MXR, MXR. That's right, yeah. and it's got um, it's got the built in compressor, the built in gate, um. I'm able to do a little EQ on it. I'm able to make adjustments to the the kind of dirty channel on it. And it it was really with that that we started getting a more fuller sound when we were a three-piece. And now that Preston's in the band and we're starting to get heavier and heavier, I mean, I kind of I kind of like having a little bit of that dirty tone to the bass. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking to It's like de- a grittier feel to Yeah, I'm looking stuff. to yeah. develop that side of it because I'm still kind of new to it and I know there's a lot of different shit out there that you can do with the bass. You can get whole fucking rack mounts with all mm-hmm. these different things in it. It's fucking crazy what you can do, but I'm looking to develop the the dirty side of it and i want the clean side of it to be buttery smooth yeah as far as bases i haven't really i I need it to rumble if it doesn't rumble get the fuck away from me yeah i need layers yeah but like uh layers as far as bass guitars i haven't really geeked out on a man like there was a prs i played when we went to uh Mm -hmm. sweetwater uh in indian uh indiana where where's it i believe it's in indiana well, the, I almost said Indianapolis, water, but I believe Fort this, Wayne. Yeah, Fort Wayne, Fort, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, so we I went to Fort Wayne, you. Indiana, and we we. I didn't know there was a Sweetwater there. I'm in I, fucking Fort Wayne. For all, for the, all the listeners time. here, um, one I will preface this with: if you're not a gearhead, stay with us. I promise you, we're going to get into topics oh, that yeah. you're going to love. Yes, I'm sorry. We, yes. we we are nerding out on guitars and shit. <laughs> yeah, so. so it, 
that's Stay with com- us. We'll it's get completely there. fine if you're not into it, but we're going to get there. The yeah, other I, side uh, of it, if you get a chance and you are a gearhead or you just want one badass musical experience, Sweetwater. go to the Sweetwater headquarters in Fort Wayne. because it's Their headquarters is in Fort Wayne? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, I've been Fort it's Wayne, un- Wayne more. Indiana. Dude, you, yep. y'all wouldn't know how many fucking times I'm in Fort Wayne a year. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Fort Wayne constantly for, for work. For farming shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. It'll bring you I to did not know their headquarters was in Fort Wayne. Okay, so big ass Preston, brother. I want to hear your... Uh, I think Tyler's finishing up his point. If I'm no, not I was just going to say there was like oh, a PRS base that I played there that was pretty much gave me everything I wanted, and it was actually an SE, and it was only like 800 bucks. And I was like, man, this, this gives me what I want. But then I've also, you know, with some of these uh, boutique uh, yep. guitar manufacturers, I guess you can call them, um, I'm starting to see some of these bases they're putting out, and I'm mayonnaise. like, I, I was going to say, are you talking like mayonnaise and shit I like would that? probably cut my left nut off. Mayonnaise? Yep, I put that, that on guitar. my <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, Preston, money's not an option. What's your rig? What's your rig and guitar? So, once again, I've mentioned a couple times, but I'm very fortunate to have what I have because it's very close to... If I were to step on stage and I was filling out stadiums, like, it would be what I have. Um, So, in regard to the amp, I would say give me the clean channel of the Friedman Jerry Cantrell signature, but the 100-watt version. That clean channel is fucking unreal. It's not super glassy. Um, It's clear enough, but it also has this this breakup tone that you're able to get. And specifically with our music that we play, it's not a very clean tone. It is more of a grittier broken up, uh, sound. Okay. In regards to the dirty side of the amp, um, it would either probably be, I got three that I'm, Keeping in mind, the 100-watt version of what I have now, I have a 50-watt version, uh, the 100-watt version of the EVH Stealth 5150, um, and Soldano SLO100. Um, shout out, Soldano. You changed the game. You started the 5150, so thank you for that. Um, lastly, uh, which I haven't played one of these, and I don't know how their clean channels are, and I know it doesn't matter but probably a Fortin Cali for the amp. Um, I know Fortin, they're they're a big fucking deal in the space. Uh, I would love to have a Fortin. Cab-wise, I'm not as educated on cabs. I understand that the Mesa Boogie 4x12, whatever it's called, is a big deal. To me, it has a darker tone that I'm maybe not as happy about. So I'd stick with what I have. Pedal wise, uh, depends. Pedals are interchangeable. I yeah, think. yeah. I mean, if I was running as delay or reverb, it'd probably be some sort of Strymon bass, um, any sort of boost or tube screamer pedal. Yep. I'm going to uh, air toward. Um, I think this brand is slightly overhyped, but they do make good products. Of course, we all know Mish- Misha. From Periphery, Horizon Devices, his brand. 
Uh, they do make good stuff, and I do have the Horizon Devices uh, Precision Drive on my rig right now. Um, very good brand. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. The other... I don't know. What about guitar-wise? And then guitar-wise, it would either be a Mayones Regis uh, core that has the belly carve um, with bare-knuckle pickups, most likely the Ragnaroks after putting those in what I have now because I'm fucking obsessed with them. Yeah. Preston don't drive a stock vehicle is what I'm hearing. No. No. <laughs> no we modded no, out. Not, he he ain't driving a stock I mean, my vehicle. setup, my dream yeah. setup is a 15 grain setup so it's, yeah i mean uh, it, I, I, I literally know, I have def- it written down I because de- there's so much we to only it. need three thousand subscribers to get to yeah that. yeah <laughs> i've done yes. a bunch of research on all this and of course a lot of it's trial and error um the other the guitar wise mayonis regis core most likely or a smp and let me figure out the model name really fast um, SMP Orpheus. There you go. That's um, yep. Is that the one you've sent us that's 50 a million super times? Strat. Yeah. Yeah. That's the super strat that I would want. SMP is a boutique small builder out of somewhere in the Europe area, if I'm not mistaken. That's a big um, area. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I said somewhere. Are we in talking Europe. Eastern or Western Berlin? Don't yeah. know. Don't know. So, but, and then drop bare knuckle pickups in it. So, yeah. yeah. So. All right. I guess it's my turn. All right, Kyler. You want amp cab effects set up first or you want guitar first? Um, Wherever you feel. I I had to write everything down. What's the most important? All right. So, cab. Let's start there. I want EVH 4x12 cabs. Okay, I'm different than everybody here where everybody kind of went Marshall or Orange or something of that nature. I love the EVH 4x12 cabs. The head is a Friedman HBE model. The high gain tones that you get out of that are bonkers. Um, mm-hmm. Tyler, you can speak to that. The, the high gain tones out of a Friedman are insane. I love a 5150, but I think that a Friedman gives you more versatility with the high gains and the cleans. It's a much more classic tone. Yeah. yeah. So, FX is an Axe FX2 as far yeah. as how I'm running my effects through that because when you run an Axe FX2 through a... Um, a Friedman HPE, you're able to get so many different. It's basically like having a hundred watt spark. You can get anything yeah. you want yeah. out of it. Yep. So that's my my cab setup. Preston, what's my favorite brand of guitars? Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Yeah, Derek, answer you first. I'm a podcast. So, I'm a faithful. Y'all had to know that I was going with a Jackson. Jackson. Misha Mansour's Juggernaut oh. SR7. Wow. It's fucking sweet. We're man. talking a $5,200 guitar. Oh, yeah. Again, I said money's not an option. The satin finish on this, I've, I've played one in a guitar center before. They are so, uh, the scale length is perfect. The weight and balance is incredible, especially for a seven. The bridge, the way that the, the bridge, the, the, the way my hand fits or sits on the bridge is just so perfect. You know I love super strats. I think Jackson does super strats better than anybody out there. Um, bare knuckle pickups, Ragnaroks. If I'm having Misha's guitar, I've got to have Misha's pickups. So basically what I've given you is is peripheries fucking 
guitar through <laughs> Polaris's rig. Um, because and we know you love Periphery, so yeah. Well, no. I love Misha. <laughs> yeah, I love Misha. I don't love Periphery's music, but yeah, I mean, we're talking probably a fifteen thousand dollars setup oh, on yeah. my end. Yeah, but again, we said money's not an option or not a problem. Yeah, so. Man. Yeah, the EVH cab, the Friedman HBE, Axe FX2, um, Misha Mansour, Juggernaut, Jackson Signature, Bare Knuckle Ragnaroks, let it rip, dude. I mean, it's, uh, it would be an insane setup to hear, to hear all those things together would be bonkers. Yeah. I mean, anybody else agree with that or? I think it would be fun. I think that I'm going to probably have a dream tonight that we're all jamming together on our, on our uh, money's not a problem rigs, you know. We're gonna be. It's gonna. I'm gonna fall asleep tonight. I'm gonna wake up and I'm like, damn, that was a great concert. I just put on in my head. Yes, <laughs> you can imagine it in your in your head. Yeah. So, we'll all right. Fun. Well, I think we've gearheaded out enough tonight. I, I I hope that, like I said, we'll we'll give a timestamp for anybody. I'll put it in the description for if you're not a gearhead, you don't give a shit about playing guitar, you just love music. We'll give you a timestamp to skip skip ahead and and get into actual. Uh, music content so Derek you before the show read us a quote mm-hmm. um, you know you had mentioned where we had talked I think Tyler had brought it up on a previous episode about how um, a lot of metal music is uh, depressing Tyler what was the exact way no, you there, there's not you. enough positivity in, in metal, metal. Yeah. that's what it was yeah. so, and, so, and immediately I'm listening in the jeep on the way home from work yep I By the way, you got pause. a sick ass gladiator. So let me just fucking throw that. Appreciate out there. that, brother. Well, I immediately hit pause on my Patreon. Go subscribe, motherfuckers. I immediately hit pause uh, because five dollars ain't nothing. Go subscribe. Hit pause. Thank you, sir. And I start dictating. Uh, any anybody who's an attorney, uh, <laughs> I am a part of the dictation crew. I'm a I'm a boomer attorney, I guess. So I'm I'm a dictator. So I pull out my uh, phone and I start dictating a, a voice memo to me to just memorialize the thought. Yeah. Because that's an extremely important issue, topic, subject for me because it's not that I disagree. I think that it's an individual thing, but... Metal to me has always been uplifting and inspiring. Mm-hmm. And when I read, when I when I share this quote with you guys, whenever that time comes up, because I don't know if we want to. Oh, dive, it's time. Dive into it's that. It's time. Thing. It's okay. Time. I gotta pee. So, <laughs> can we talk about something for like next twenty seconds? Yeah, we got yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, how, how did that make you feel? Like when you heard Tyler say that, that there's not enough possible. It made it. me think. I'm like, I get Damn. it. I get it one hundred percent because there are. There are people who immediately popped into my mind like, yes, they they have that problem where and this is this is this is what I feel. It's not that the message or the tone or something inherently in the music is negative. That's causing them to fall back into this negative way of thinking their own. A lot of times it's it's the individual. Yeah. And I think. Uh, not to jump into philosophy too much while Preston's uh, taking a leak, but it's it's what is kind of referred to as the meta comparator. Okay, 
That's a big word, bro. And I'm going to butcher this, so if there's any real philosophers out there, you know, feel free to come on and, and correct me. I don't think Galileo is listening, But bro. Uh, what makes humans unique and distinct from all other sentient beings is that we possess the ability to step back from our thoughts. Um, for example, you have a dog, and the dog really wants a piece of steak on the counter. The dog is going to do whatever he can to do to be a good dog and get that piece of steak. But the dog is never going to be able to step back and say, do I even want to be the kind of dog whose emotions are controlled by the steak on the counter? What makes humans unique in that sense is that we're able to step back and say, I don't want to be the type of person who's emotions and thoughts and feelings are controlled by or, or, or whatever run by xyz okay the meta comparator that's what makes us unique so when you listen to i think what a lot of people do is they use this this tool this substance of of metal music in particular as a crutch to hide out in that spot where they're that dog who doesn't want to self-reflect to determine whether or not they want to be that kind of person. The the When you listen to people who write some of the more, I would say, dramatic or emo type of songs, oftentimes they're not like the most woe is me kind of people, you know? Like, they're not telling you... Uh, Aaron Lewis had a great clip on something once where it's like all the fan mail that I get that's like my buddy Jerry killed himself listening to this song or something like that. He's like, I don't want to hear that shit. I'm not writing this music because of that. This is just my thoughts and feelings that I'm working through. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will, will then use those thoughts and feelings to be like, yeah, that's right. That's how I feel too. And I'm mistreated. Or I'm mm. angry and I'm going to mm. stay angry. You said angry. using it mm. as a crutch. Yeah they're, yeah. they're not taking that step back to say, Huge. what's what's A.A. A. Ron really saying here? Yep. Is, is it What's is Jay it Quellen really saying yeah. here? Yeah. What's really going on here? And that's, that's why I like metal because it gives me the opportunity to be like, fuck you. And then go, fuck me too. You know, yeah. like, like, wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute. There's a second part to this, you know, and, and then... There's this there's this concept of like music being a universal uh, a, a universal language of all things. Yeah. So there's that too. So there's going to be obviously there's going to be some music that is bad and or or is negative. Let me put it that way. Not mm -hmm. bad. It has negative emotions and it inspires negative, negative emotions yeah. and it should inspire negative emotions. There's definitely going to be music like that. But then there's there's definitely going to be music that's maybe sounds like it should be that way, but it's actually mm -hmm. more positive mm -hmm. and uplifting. And that's the type of shit I've always, always gravitated to. That's why sure. I like Alter Bridge. What, what did August Burns Red said? They they, uh, they probably sold a shit ton of these shirts, but they made a shirt, and our drummer, Scotty, has it. And it's an ABR shirt, and on the back of the shirt the little catchphrase is angry music for happy angry people. music for happy people Bro, that's the most yeah. perfect yep. Yep. description of so much of what we listen to yeah. i mean it's most metalheads 
and I've learned this with doing this show and creating social media accounts for this show and interacting with people on that channel. It is straight up. I mean, some of the people that I interact with on our Twitter account are some of the happiest fucking people in the world. Yeah. And listen to some of the most angry, pissed off music there is out there. Well, we all know those people who listen to it and, hey, maybe you probably shouldn't. Yeah. 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 But I think that yeah. I think that is as much of a of that's as much on them as it is on the music. Yeah, it's it's and, a reflection of yourself. And I think it's like hey, maybe, maybe you need to actually listen to what they're saying because they're kind of talking about you. Yeah. Mhm. Maybe mm-hmm. so I guess I guess what I was more so talking about in in that segment was the fact that we talk about music that invokes motion, yeah. e- emotion, uh, not motion. Um, It'll, but, it will invoke motion. Yeah, it will. <laughs> You'll probably All bang your head against my, the wall. Motion and emotion. My neck hurts. But it's, you know, the, the feelings that, <laughs> that are coming out in me when I listen to this stuff. And, and hearing you talk, uh, you know, through this, it, I guess to me it's like listening to some of this stuff, it justifies my feelings. Yeah. And so because someone else out there feels the same way and they were able to put it into terms that connected with me that justified the way that they're feeling. And that's, you know, definitely a component of it, but it's really just, hey, man, they're working through their shit and their shit is heavy and I am I am connecting with it and it's helping me get myself in a state of mind where I can understand what the feeling is, work through the feeling, but I'm there. Yeah. I am in that, in that setting. And so part of me going through like a mindset journey, um, for the last four years, Preston and I would have conversations where I, I would be like, I feel like I'm literally going to war with myself. There is a particular character trait or there is a, particular against myself yeah there's a particular this is giving um, me chills man there's a particular behavior or habit that i have and in order for me to overcome that i have to literally fight myself who could be worse to fight than yourself? You know your own moves, bro. I'm gonna throw a left hook and then a jab. Oh, and, oh shit, he knew that was coming. Said, you know your own moves, bro. <laughs> so like I'm fighting myself, and there would be periods, literally a month long, depending on whatever this enemy is, and the enemy is always me. It's some part of me that I'm fighting. And, you know, sometimes listening to this music, it can it can put me in these states of mind where, like, holy fuck, I'm really connecting with this. The the emotion is, is really being laid on me thick here, and I'm feeling that presently. And so now I'm kind of dealing with that right then. Probably not a great thing to do on the way to work, bro. Yeah, yeah, probably that, not. That's, um... Now, I think a lot of people screw up on that where they're never going to have that conversation about going to war with their worst attributes. They won't have that own no. conversation they're using with it for ju- They're using the yes, music they're justifying for justification yes. for those shitty attributes. Yes, And it's absolutely. like, maybe, like one, you got to sit back and reflect. 
Maybe maybe listen a little harder to the music mm-hmm. that you listen to because what I what I was amazed at as I got older is how important the formation of my of the music was to the formation of my character. Not just not, you know, going crazy as a kid uh-huh. or having something to listen to at the gym to to motivate, you know, to to be my anthem yep. or my soundtrack, but also yep. to shape my character like Yep. We talked about it before. It's music about Saturday morning. Yeah. After you, yeah. after you had the party. What on you Friday consume night. is what you become. Yeah. And yep. if if all you're listening to is music about I mean bullshit, mm-hmm. whether it's my day sucks, my life sucks, my yeah, month or sucks. drinking all the time. Yep. If that's all you're listening to. Grant, I listen to that shit all the time too. Hey, I get it. I I I've got drunk in a couple barns before. That's liable to happen. Somebody throws on some Kenny Chesney, and all of a sudden you're singing along. You don't know what happens. I'll tell you what it is. It's that beer. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that being said, if that's all you're listening to, then your character isn't going to develop the same way that it would if you're listening to whatever the shit that we're on that day, whether it's Breaking Ben, Uh even Disturbed. You know, that guy has some deep lyrics. I went back on them recently. Bro got on Tinder not too long ago. David Draymond. Didn't you oh, yeah? Yeah, man. He went through divorce. He got on Tinder. I'm like, bro, you're like big-time celebrity. You can't like be on Tinder. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to have... I'd be real curious at what the age range was. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you talked about invoking a feeling. I sent you guys a video in the group chat of a live show of Bad Omens and No Sebastian saying, I got to go fight God real quick. And I'm like, felt that. Mm. Felt that because there's days where I'm like going through some shit and I'm pissed off at God. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. Why the fuck are you doing this shit to me? I got to go fight God real quick. And the song they played right after that was Dethrone. And it's like. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's all about evoking emotions. And Tyler, you tagged us in a video of Jelly Roll. Um, and anybody listening, if, if you if you don't know who Jelly Roll is or you've. Uh, are not familiar with him. He's a he's a uh, a country a rap. They're much. Hick-hop. He's much. Hick-hop. He's Hick-hop. much more famous than we are. Oh right? my god! Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's he like won, he won a, like two or three a- ACM awards. He's a fatter, night. more tattooed version of Colt Ford. Yes, more talented <laughs> version of Colt. Ford. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, super cool dude. But like Tyler, you tagged us in the video. But basically, the the video was him talking about how you know how difficult his upbringing was and all the shit that they were going through, and um, why he he turned to music because like his you know I, I'm gonna butcher this, but basically his mom would like turn on certain types of music to like literally escape escape and like brighten the 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 emotion and mood of the household, and that became his escape. And all he wants to do is help people. Excuse me help people through music and i relate to that so much with what we're trying to do with this podcast is help mm-hmm. people through music right and um you know jelly roll my god you know he went to prison when he was super young because he talks about it all the time how he fucked up and he's like now nah, i can't own a gun i can't do this i can't do that and he's trying to help people going through tough upbringings or just going through some shit through music and I feel like that's what so many talented artists are trying to do is bring a bring value to their listeners and bring value to people in the sense of you're not alone in this. You're not the only one feeling this anger or this sadness or this pain. 
feel this with me and, and we'll walk through it together. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I just remember listening to, I never listened to jelly roll. I was never really a fan of the hip hop, um, kind of stuff. And that's cool. You know, it's subjective, but like, uh, when he started talking about that, I, I just really connected with it. And I know he's got a, he's got a really popular song out right now. It plays in a bar three times a night. Son of a Um, sinner is what it's called. Yeah. And I've listened to the lyrics and I'm like, okay, I, I can connect with this. It is somewhat, you know, cheesy country ish kind of stuff. And that's why it's being played in the bar. But, you know, I do connect with it and it kind of goes into the conversation we had uh, last week about people connecting with different types of music and whatnot. And so I'm able to appreciate what he does. Um, Lyrically. Lyrically and, and, you know, through that particular song and some of his other stuff and and listening to his message there, I was like, man, that's the exact type of shit we're talking about on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, it's, it's just real shit. The the dude broke down and about started crying on, on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's kind of and Joe Rogan's just sitting there like I oh, I don't fuck. know what the fuck I love doing. every second of this yeah, yeah you know, he was loving it you know what's but... kind of interesting for me is that that's how big I, Jelly Roll is he's on the Joe Rogan podcast. I honestly <laughs> didn't think about it until you started talking about like kind of in rebuttal to what I had to say about your your hot take the music the style of music that that is the style of music that I shouldn't listen to if I'm going to a social event or going to work is Childers. Yeah, and it's it's because it puts me in that I want to kill somebody. Self, mood. it's more the self self deprecating mm-hmm. mood because of where we're at. Where, where we're at, I mean, Rural we're, we're on the outskirts of Appalachia. Rural Ohio, yeah. and yeah. we had two friends overdose. Yep, before one we friend were shot 19. himself. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, one died of cancer. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot I of. I mean, like we 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 had. I mean that we are that white trash Appalachian yeah. music that no one was. And the one right friend that OD'd, yeah, changed our lives for Yeah, really did. And miss you, brother. That stuff. Sixty-eight. You know who you are, my guy. Miss you every day, man. Gets that that gets me in a depressed mood. Yeah. Damn, you just no. got me in my feels, bro. I miss Nick so much. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, they hit hard and, and bro he like, was such a big lincoln park fan oh yeah like God. oh yeah oh he meant his brother yeah. um yeah but um where we're at that that music does that to me where yeah. metal doesn't do that to me quite as much because metal's going to war Metal saves mm-hmm. me, and I'm ready yeah. to go to war. Yeah, metal, metal saves me. Whereas the the yeah. Childers, the Sturgill Simpsons, the Colter Wall, like because I've lived that shit. Like you said, we're we're yeah, the minute, Ohio, dude. The like, minute I hear Tyler Childers' voice, I'm like, I need a bourbon and a cigar right now. Yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, I, I need yeah. I need to get a drink, and I need to go sit by the fire by myself. Yep, like that's that's how that music. Does metal is me. so upbringing for me. Yeah. Uh, versus the 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 real 
original country music, uh, especially the Appalachian country music like Childers and Simpson. And I know Colter Walls from Canada, yeah, but he still sings country. that cowboy country. Like it's just real cowboy country. Yes, it's Cody Johnson, yeah. uh, Cody Perfect. Jinks, shit like that. That's like, man, if I listen to enough of that, I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm sad. You listen, now. To, you listen to that, and that's like when that statistic flashes in your head. Like more people commit suicide to country music. Than yeah, that's yeah. like yeah, people, okay. I'm people talk about how like demonic and dark metal is. Yeah. I'm like, bro, go listen to. But it's because one Tyler Childers album. for me, <laughs> like. For me, and, and maybe we can explore this thought a little more. But for me, that's the fight in the dungeon with yourself. That's mm-hmm. the fight in the demons. That's yep. the soundtrack to fighting the demons. Is especially when it's about your life, yeah. man. When an it's example, like the, where you grew up. It's you the gent. The yeah. gent. An example of that is when Tyler sent me that new NF album. Mm. I wasn't ready for it emotionally. Yeah. Like I heard, and that. you're not an emotional guy no, either. So uh, like for that to like. I'm touch you in that yeah, way yeah dude like he sent me that and i'm listening through this shit and i'm like jesus fucking christ got you in your feels bro right. the other side of it being metal that there was there was a level of pain and why me growing up where it was it wasn't the most ideal situation not as bad as some other people's wasn't ideal and there was a level of of you know you hear the why me why is this happening to me, and something about metal music, it brought out that pain, and it was able I was able to express that pain in some sort of positive way that yeah. any other genre of music. It's it, it metal. Wasn't there. Metal is the is that like why me why no even if it's me we're going to war bitch yeah. Like we're yeah we're we're I'm gonna pick myself up by my bootstraps. Preston, Preston's very um, non-emotional, very composed, but you know he didn't have the easiest upbringing, no. and I'm not gonna speak actually, for the guy. If I he wants think to talk he about, is being humble about it. He, well, it's yeah. not it's not just being humble. He just doesn't. He's never been the guy to feel sorry for himself. Excuse, man. He's never been the guy to feel sorry for himself. Use it as an excuse. This right here is the happiest motherfucker that I've ever known in my whole life. Ever. No matter positive. what happens in his life, I wish that I had his level oh of my God. courage to face the world. Because so many times in my life, I've just been like, I'm I'm going to fight God, dude. I'm pissed the fuck off. And Preston's like, ah, it's all good. We'll figure ah, it out. It's all good, brother. We'll figure hey, it out. Hey, check out this sick riff. You know? Check this shit out. like, God damn, brother. And, yeah, that's uh, heavy, bro, but, like, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the perfect thing for you. So, everybody deals with stress. I can stress. save your mood. Yeah. Everybody, and that's probably why I was gravitated to him so much when we were kids, was like, man, I get oh. depressed and shit. Preston's, like, so upbringing and, like, lifts me up out of that shit and be like, man, I'm going to pick you up in the Dodge and we're going to go jam Overcome and, oh, like, yeah. punch the fucking dash out of the, you know, be the happiest people Be the in happiest the world. motherfuckers in the world. We're going to go yep. fish for six hours and drink beer, like, yep. and listen to fucking All That Remains and, and Bullet. And I'm like, yep, sounds good to me. Yeah. You know, because it was just... And you're 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 drawn to certain people that you know. What do they say about even in couples? Opposites attract, right? Yeah. If you're the exact same person, no matter if it's a friendship or a relationship or whatever it is, you're not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same thing musically. Like if if you are so um, concentrated on one style or one vibe of music, you're doomed to fail, right? Mm-hmm. We listen to so much different shit, whether it's, and, and I mean, even within the genre or uh, subgenre or whatever of rock and metal, 
whether it's the feel good shit like Boys of Fall or the, this I'm sorry, the sad boy shit like Boys of Fall or like alternate music like Matchbox Twenty or Fuel or something like that, Dad Rock and then Metalcore and Deathcore and <clears throat> Pop Punk and shit like there's so many different avenues that we go down in these these types of music that give you different feelings and invoke certain emotions to match your mood or to bring you out of a certain mood that you don't want to be in. You're like, ah, I don't want, man, I feel like shit yeah. today. I'm going to turn this on. Or, nah, I'm feeling too happy. I need to be pissed off. And it's just, you. we have these certain avenues of music that we can go down now, I want to, you to. I want you to keep that thought in your head. Okay. I want you to keep that thought in your head. And then I want you to think about how on prior episodes, almost every episode you guys have had, you talk about how tired of hearing the same fucking song over yep. and over from a lot of these bands. I made a TikTok back to the quote. I made right? a TikTok about that the other day. Now, yeah. this is where we circle I'm, back to the quote. Right? Yeah, I was, was going to say, y'all said something about a quote. Yeah, I heard shit. It's like a breakdown. Yeah, it really is. It's going to take a second to get through. It's a long one, but hang on. This is from one of my favorite philosophers, Frederick Nietzsche. I might get some flack for that, but whatever. Um... God has given us music so that, above all, it can lead us upwards. Music unites all qualities. It can exalt us all, divert us, cheer us up, or break the hardest of hearts with the softest of its melancholy tones. But its principal task is to lead our thoughts to higher things, to elevate, even to make us tremble. The music, the musical art often speaks in sounds more penetrating than the words of poetry and takes hold of the most hidden crevices of the heart. Song elevates our being and leads us to the good and the true. If, however, music serves only as a diversion or as a kind of vain ostentation, it is sinful and harmful. That last little bit there makes me think about the shuffle on my Spotify Mm -hmm. and I'm flipping through it and I'm Mm -hmm. like, same shit, same shit, same shit. Now, now I'm going to start saying that song is sinfully bad. (laughs) (laughs) That band is sinful. Make some (laughs) new shit. Um, but that quote kind of puts it into perspective for me as to why I'm attracted to the more inspiring stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the to plant a seed album, that stuff to me gets you closer to God, and I'm saying closer to God like small G. You know, we can talk small I can, G. I can talk <laughs> whoever your God may. I can be. talk all about my <clears throat> own spiritual journey, but there, I think what well, spiritual journey? Yeah. You're an atheist, aren't you? No, not anymore. No, you transitioned. Well. It's 2023, you know. There's lots of transitioning. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of that's not necessarily. I can, I can kind, talk to yeah. Tom Blue in the face about metaphysical arguments for something greater. That's the God that we're talking about. Yeah. When I say that to plant a seed got me closer to God, it got me closer to the to the to the metaphysical world that's greater than me. Mm-hmm. And and when I every song that I listen to, I I want that feeling. Of being brought closer to the unmoved mover, to 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 all that is good. Yeah. And what's 
I'm sure Nietzsche would fucking hate metal. I don't know. He's German. He'd probably like it. I feel like a lot of Germans like metal. Yeah, yeah. Really. he was. He, he was actually a composer himself, like many other uh, well-educated German fellows. Right. Um, I'm Why are German. Germans so smart? I don't know. Well, they're also they're also kind of dumb too. So don't I've like never that. met a dumb one. We need, Reminds we, me of myself. We need to we need to remember that like. 1920 to 45. Oh, well, yeah. Well, they, they tend to forget about that time period. They act some, like it didn't happen. But all forget to just drink some beer. Yeah. Uh, that being said, um, that I think that's why I've always gravitated towards that stuff. And I think maybe more if there was a, a pill to take for your metal depression, maybe go seek out some of that more uplifting metal. You know, it's out there. If you're religious, I would so recommend Wolves at the Gates. Wolves at the Gates. Um, you 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 talk about being felt or feeling closer to God. Lowercase G. I'm not going to get real religious, but if you want to feel closer to God, uppercase G. <laughs> Wolves at the Gate. Praise <laughs> Made me feel like I, I think I've said on previous episode, episodes. I've told I've told my, my fiance. I'm like, babe. If this is the kind of music they played at church, I'd be there every Sunday. <laughs> Bring me closer to God in a metal way, okay? Like because wolves, like, just does so much for me. Like, if I'm feeling like, if I'm feeling like I don't want to fight God, I want to feel with, like, I'm with God. I turn on wolves, and I'm like, in a metal way, I am with you. Is it time? Is it time for the special uh, every episode segment? Of our karaoke of Scotch Tap. <laughs> Can you take me higher? <laughs> Should have been dead. <laughs> oh, that track is on repeat up in here. Uh, yeah, um, no, I you you mentioned a term in that quote, melancholy, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of metal songs that make me feel that way. And mm-hmm. what I mean is in a reflection sense. Yeah. If you listen to a certain song and it kind of makes you reflect on your life and you could be in a perfectly normal, like mellow kind of mood. And for me, it's always a fucking boys of fall song. Always, always Mm. a boys of fall song that comes on. I don't give a shit what if it's heavy hearts, if it's distance, if it's thank you and goodbye. I don't care which one it is. There can be umpteen number of boys of fall songs that come on them. Excuse me, make me feel that melancholy feeling of reflection and sadness. Like, oh, now I'm sad. Like, out of nowhere, right? Broke my heart. And it just, and not in a bad way, it just kind of makes you think Mm -hmm. of all that you've overcome or all that you've been through and that you're here present in this moment now, still kicking, still fighting, working through some shit. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate a lot of those bands that write those kind of songs that make me feel that sense of melancholy. Um, and it's all about what you're feeling in that certain moment, like, right? What fits? So there's no other genre of music that can just evoke this multitude of all emotions of and feelings. All of the emotions, dude. Yep. It, it, there's every emotion you can think of. I could, I promise you, I can find you a song for it. Oh, a metal song for it. Yes, a I me- have a listened, to, dude. I'm. I know y'all are sick of them. Us plugging this band, but kiss my ass. I have listened to Polaris. I knew, and I, was, I was like, Polaris. Dude, them are moss. In the, 
happiest, the saddest, the angriest. Bro, go listen to Mars when you're sad. Whatever motion you want, you want, or you you are in or experience. Mostly angry. Yep. Yep. Mostly angry. But if you're sad, go listen to Martyr. I mean, off of the death of me. I hated that song until I listened to it when I was sad one day and I was like, fuck. On the verge of tears. (laughs) Fuck. So, so far in your Philosophy 101 with the uh, wannabe philosopher Derek, you've learned that. You've been that way since you were 14. Music about Saturday morning is better than music about Friday night. We found that out. We also found out that bad music is a sin. And when I say bad music. You mean repetitive. We'll we'll, we'll continue to describe. Based on what that quote was saying, it was bad music is music that is there just just, just to filler. distract you. Yeah. Just to filler. Can I be something yes. that's kind of in the background yes. playing to distract if you from your purpose. thoughts and stuff like yeah. that? If the purpose of good the music. music is stuff that makes you think and, and it, makes forces you to become better. So why is it a sin though? It's a sin because it's a bastardization of that process that's supposed to bring you closer exactly. to God. Exactly. Perfect. Yes. I'm going to build on your saying of Friday night versus Saturday morning, right? Mm-hmm. Friday night is temporary. Saturday morning's forever. Yeah. That feeling? It's reality. It's reality. Yep. The music that you listen to on Friday night is very temporary. But the music you listen Tell to on Saturday or Sunday morning? What a good time. And you wake up Saturday morning you're like... Fuck. That yeah. was not a good time. Yeah. Boys, it sucks. It's forever. <laughs> it's an everlasting feeling. I don't know. Who sings that song? Poison. Poison. Mm. Yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I said. I was like, damn, I hope that was right. Man, this should never have fucking existed. Poison sucks. <laughs> uh, so in regards to... Now. You had mentioned there's a part that we'll delve more into. Yeah, so um, that same philosopher was influenced by another guy who talked about how music is unique in comparison to all the other arts. Because all the other arts are, what what the artist does is attempt to make a copy of whatever phenomena they see. Mm -hmm. Yet, I think it's Schopenhauer is how you say his name. He said that music is the exact, is it's your own creation. It yeah. is it is it is the exact representation of the phenomena. It's not the picture, it's not the painting. Music is the object, not the replica exactly. of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yep. what is better than music that is composed to be a copy of something else? A, 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 whether it's a whether it is a copy of another phenomena, or a copy of another song, a copy of a copy, or music that attempts to strive to be that original phenomena. Mm-hmm. That's why I think the shuffle feature on the Spotify or yeah. Apple iTunes is so important because w- us we've talked about it. You guys talk about it all the time. We're tired of the same, you, you get tired of the same shit. You get yep. tired of hearing the same song over and over and over again. And why? Well, because it sounds the same. Well, part of that is true, but it's also, part of it's because it's not evoking any new vision of a phenomena that you didn't already have. Yes. It's not an original thought or idea. 
It's a cheap copy mm-hmm. that is almost sinful. So um, I really connect with that, and and here's why. When I first started playing, I quickly got bored of learning covers. One of the reasons I got back into music and fell in love with music when I met Sean was because he was writing music. And when I started kind of writing my own music, that is what got me to, you know, fall in love with music. And when I'm covering songs like... It doesn't invoke. It it doesn't do much for me. Like if I'm covering songs, it's for other people. Yeah, you're so focused on playing it properly. Well, you know, you don't feel even if it's a song that you love. You because you're not gonna play a you're not gonna cover a song that you fucking hate. You're gonna play one that you really enjoy. But if you're playing it live, you're so focused on playing it right for other people that you're not you're not feeling what you feel when you listen to it. Right, but it's like me covering a song is me just replicating something, kind of like what you were saying. Yep. Whereas when I write my own thing, man, it is... It's a full-on creation. It's It's an experience. It is your attempt to, to put to tune the metaphysical. I hear shit in my head, and I... Yep. I'm like, I have to find a way to bring that to existence. Yeah. And it's it's not like I seen some vision, um, not vision, but I seen some like scene of nature and now I'm gonna go home and paint that. It is there's something in my fucking head I gotta get that out. doesn't actually exist, which is borderline insanity. And I need to make I need to make it real. I need to do that. <laughs> the, 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 the concept that that I'm talking about is kind of a higher level philosophy concept, mm-hmm. but I think that more people should understand it and talk about it because I feel like it just helps you explain more or understand more. It gets you closer to God, uh, like trying to trying to understand like where your thoughts come from and where the patterns come from and and what is real and not real and then what is the copy and what's not the copy you know that that's important i think the i think the issue you're describing is the artist dilemma like Mm -hmm. that musicians more so than any other artist are attempting to put to put pen to paper for lack of better terms to those metaphysical thoughts and Mm -hmm. feelings more so than anybody else. Cause you're Mm -hmm. not, cause because that cheap copy, if you write a song about going to war after you went to war and it's about the battle that just happened, it's completely different than writing a song about war that is about to take place. That copy Mm. that the, 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 the artist rendering of the, of the battle that just took place is never going to be as exciting or or as compelling as the as the anthem heading into the battle that yep. hasn't happened yet. It's like the difference between kind of reading off the news and and it happening right improv, right. yeah, yeah. Ver, versus yeah versus like it. <laughs> oh, that was good. 
I lost track of what I was saying because of reading that. off Fuck a teleprompter. But anyway, improv. Yeah, so it's, improv. Well, fucking, we're me, doing it live. <laughs> for me, <laughs> I guess the I'll reason, read it. And I'll write it, and we'll we'll do it live. <laughs> I guess the reason I was kind of connecting with what you were saying is is because part of what's hindered me as a musician is because I have very little interest of learning other people's shit. So most of what I ever done on, on the guitar was me dicking around myself, not really learning from anything, just kind of, you know, after the initial lessons with my dad, it was, it was very much me just sitting there tinkering with the damn thing and saying, I hear this in my head and I need to put it onto the fretboard. Part of, part of what hinders me as a musician is I fucking suck. I was just here for comedic relief. Uh, Continue. So, uh, well, even if you do suck at guitar, I I think that, and this will kind of come full circle to the guitar one-on-one conversation, um, as exciting as it is to learn my favorite song, there's nothing that's been more exciting than trying to put one together. Oh, dude, it's way more fun. Even, it's more challenging, but it's way more fun. I got this little... Way more thing rewarding. that I play on the G. I play this thing on the G, and I always start like open. What's the what's the one above the G? D north of the G. D. It's just on the D and the G. Okay. If you're in standard, yeah, yeah. in standard. Eddie ate dynamite goodbye, Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> and I play this little thing where it's like open on the twelve, and and I start, and I only play anything on the G, but I hit open D G, and all, that's all it is, and it's just me playing around on that scale up and down the g and it evokes an emotion out of me that like Mm -hmm. it's what i play when i'm done and i'm ready to go to bed and i do it and i'm like i'm happy it's it's my nightly prayer so you make a good point and i'm coming to a realization with myself i remember being a kid when i was playing guitar and was starting to get decent at it whether it was my dad's friends or who was that one dude that used to always come and listen to us jam? Maybe Kevin. That's it. Yeah. Kevin. Um, Play some off ride the lightning. Yeah, I remember hearing. <laughs> I remember hearing Ray people. Bird. People asking me to play somebody else's stuff, um, which was always cool because there was there were so many bands that I wanted their stuff that I wanted to play, and I finally learned how to play, and it was cool showing people. But I remember there was a time and place where it got to a point, and probably once my skill level had risen to the point that I could, but I don't give a fuck about anybody's riffs. I'm making my, I'm trying to put out what is in my head. Dude, and you, you, and not to dick ride you more than we already do. Don't. But uh, the riffs you've been coming up with lately, you'll be like, hey, what do you think of this? You'll send it to me. I'll be like, oh my God. That's the thing. Preston is still nothing more than a riffer at heart, mm-hmm. but he's a riffer who writes his own shit now. Motherfucker doesn't play anybody else's shit but his. You know what's inspiring, too, is I have played guitar. I, I've been, I didn't play guitar with you as much as Kyler, that's for sure. And I definitely got on, I got, I, I became a part of you guys' circle after you guys had already at least become literate on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and today, when you just flew around on the Chapman a little bit right before the show, I was like, oh, my God. He's gotten 
even so much better than I thought before. And I was always like, damn, Preston's so fucking good. But but part of that He's part, so good, bro. And, and, and to 30 maybe, minutes a day every day, people. To maybe uh, 15 def- to deflate the ego now a little bit. Go ahead. Is, uh, I think part of that is, too, because I know you're self-taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, yep. may, I might be more impressed with somebody who yep. is cl- is trained. Classically trained, yeah. yeah. And then, then flies up and down the fretboard like that. But it, but knowing that you're from right down the street and completely untrained, where's the deflation cool. of the ego? I I guess, I guess it's now maybe, granted maybe maybe nobody it, has less yeah. ego yeah. when it comes to playing guitar <laughs> so maybe, than him. Maybe motherfucker has none. If I can say anything about he'll it, fuck some up. God, like, I fucking suck. On I'm one like, of the episodes dick, prior, prior, you were like, I don't give a fuck about music theory. It's like maybe you should a little bit. Yeah, you know? there's part of me that. As a musician, I do well, regret, yeah. like, man, I wish I would have learned look, I think more you're of it. If we're going to deflate, look, if, if we're going we to deflate Preston's ego, I tried uh, to help dude, him pick his bass up off the floor the other day during practice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were referring yeah. to? <laughs> look, <laughs> so this dude will hit me up, up randomly. This. He'll send me a song. He'll be like, bro, I need you to find the first chord. This, this chord is beautiful. I, I can't find, find it. Just and like he just like the clit. I can't find it. And then... And then we'll be... It's so little! <laughs> it's there, it's, it's an hidden. open scene. It's hidden in there somewhere. <laughs> but look, it's uh, it's it's that stuff, not, not being able to figure out some of those chords and whatnot, but then also trying to find the key yeah. for you to run leads on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of shown you a few things to try to make it easier on you, but... Uh, it really starts with finding the first few notes and then just running your patterns off of that. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that's that been a big issue for you mm-hmm. is especially when you're trying to add layers to songs for the band, it's like you'll tinker around with it and then you'll be, you'll be sitting over there frustrated because you can't figure out what key it's in, but then everything's really loud too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh... well, I want to get into a this or that segment. Mm. I got you, baby. I got one. I got one I think you guys are going to like. Let's start with you. Derek, uh, do you want to go with me? I, I don't have fuck. one. I don't think Preston said, has one. fuck. Okay. Really. I'm going to let you two God. let her rip. So okay. we've got, I, we've I, got think, probably, I think mine might send us down a fucking one. We've got, got so. probably a half hour, 45 minutes. There's so. a lot of qualifiers on mine. Oh, okay? Jesus Christ. Let's go. Um, do not think about the gym. Whatsoever. Okay. Okay. Well, that's easy for me because I don't fucking go there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Boom roasted. Do not think about the gym at all. One of them goes away oh, forever. That was hard. Oh, shit. One of them goes away forever. Headphones or car stereo? Car stereo. Car stereo. Oh, car, car stereo, stereo stays, or stays. Stays. Absolutely. Really? No, for no, sure. no. Me, it goes. It's gone. It's go- car stereo no. goes? Yeah, I'm headphones all Bro, day what about jamming in the car headphones. with your bros? I know, I know. So I know. you're saying you'd rather listen to music uh, by yourself? I want to get lost. Fuck. Okay. Not me, I would dude. rather listen to music on speakers that are not in my fucking ears. Yes, 100%. That's, these that's little the, things stuck in there. That, that is that are, the easiest decision ever because when, on a stereo, in a car, whatever, when that shit surrounds you, I'm not it saying, is a whole other thing. I'll tell you oh, this. Oh, every oh, car I bought. with your bros... It, you can't jam with your bros with maybe, headphones. Maybe I'm, we're I promise interpreting you this. Yeah. this wrong. I'm not saying your your house stereo goes away. 
I'm saying you either have to drive in silence or you never listen to headphones again. What? Never driving in silence, like bro. Like, your, 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 your house stereo can stay. So if you want to jam with your bros, you come over. Okay. But if you're in a car, oh, you got to have stereo. your headphones in. Car stereo goes away or your headphones no. go away. Headphones can go away. From headphones, yeah, headphones can go headphones. away. I'll headphones listen to the car stereo. Well, you yeah. just switched up. What the fuck? Because it's completely different than what we thought it was. <laughs> no. I interpreted it so, wrong. So, so you're telling me that if you have your if, if your house stereo is now gone, you're going back to headphones? No, so Bro, it sounds like garage, it sounds like you're just talking about would would as far as driving, would you rather listen on your fuck, headphones? See, I, put too, or, I put too many qualifications on it. No, no. Here's the way I because look at it, it. whether it's while I'm driving, I either have to pick headphones or car stereo, or just in general, I have to pick headphones mm, or stereo. I think about that. I'm going with the stereo. I'm going stereo. Listen, yeah, if, you're in, your, if you're in your yeah. garage cleaning out your garage, you got headphones in, or you listen to the fucking stereo. Well, or your phone on speaker. Some, sometimes it is headphones. Not for me. I only do headphones on a bike. if I have to be quiet. It's the only time I ever do headphones I, on I, a bike. I, I appreciate the hell out of that. Like I got a JBL speaker <laughs> in there that bangs, bro. Because I, I'm not like I got, that. I got a JBL I'm speaker. I'm real quiet. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a closet metalhead. Like People look at me, and I don't think yeah. they No, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> We're eating dinner at the kitchen table, <laughs> With and I have my fucking With kids listening to whatever the fuck I feel like yeah. listening to. They'll be like, Daddy, can we listen? Shut shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut, <laughs> shut yeah. up. Shut your mouth. Shut shut, shut, shut Eat shut food. Up. Shut up. Shut up. I'll turn that, the song when you eat all you know, your fucking as, pork chops. As, yeah. as, glorious, as glorious of as many drives in the old Jeep that we had together, or an old Pioneer Lucifer. State. Pioneer Radio. Yeah, or, or the old Lucifer. <laughs> Did oh, they have my Pioneer God, too? yeah. No, or or Pioneer the old Dodge. That. Yeah, he had. You had I, Pioneer I think, in that too. You had you had no, uh, subwoofers in that. Too. I, I think, had subs in it. I think I would go headphones. I would say every. You would go headphones. I think I would go headphones. What? Yeah, and it's You're it's fucking because insane. it's because there's no better feeling than riding a killer motion in a suit, listening to fucking periphery. That's a lifestyle <laughs> difference. Though. That's a lifestyle difference. Yeah. though. or like. Getting lost in myself is a more desirable feeling, I think, to me. I, Bro, when I'm out, I like, think I agree there. Yep. When I'm out yep. walking a field of corn, right? When I'm out looking at crops, mm-hmm. I have my phone in my pocket playing music. Yeah. I don't have headphones in because I like it to. I don't. I like it to fill the space. I want to feel and hear nature at the same time as I'm feeling my music. Yeah. So and maybe that's just like me. That. And you're an outdoorsman, just yeah, like I am. Yeah. So I'm surprised if I'm if I'm that out, you would say headphones. If I'm outside a lot, though, I usually am am not jamming. But I will say, recently, I have been playing music on my phone, working at the job site, like on our on our house. Yeah, and like I have been doing that more lately. That's fair. But, that's 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 a fair one. But I do like I I appreciate stereo. The I just. So many, so many memories in in a vehicle or yeah. in a barn, Damn, jamming with my dudes. Yeah. Like, so, was it the music tra- or was it the company? I think we've it was been both. pretty good. Yeah. Shit. Or was it the beer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's where weed. that's where I'm torn. And I know. Oh damn! You know, you know, I might have just changed it for me. Uh, yeah, I'm fairly. Like, hey, I think girl. I think I just changed it. No, I can't. You can't change no, the rules. No, I mean no. The rules are the same. But I might change my answer because I can't just crank up the volume knob when my old lady's bitching at me for missing <laughs> the, right, the fucking turn. So, you know. Stereo. Yeah. I think I yeah, and go. I think that's where, like, 
<laughs> now She's you may love that. I think we each kind of interpreted it differently. Um, and the, the way I originally did was: Would you rather listen to music in a car stereo, or would you rather listen to it in headphones? And I know you prefaced it with not in relation to the gym yeah. or any of this, but like I think of times where I'm in the gym and there's a certain song that allows me to express myself yeah. in a way well, that we've been to the gym enough <clears throat> times together to know that I'm putting it on the stereo. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like that is when I'm waking the neighbors is yeah. like right. metal slanging time. Yep. I'll say this. Every car I've ever bought, one of the big determining factors yes. of whether I'm buying yep. this car or not is the stereo system. Yep. So I've always had cars that had good stereo systems. For cars that don't, like I can mess with a little EQ and stuff and, and try to make it sound all right, but like that, that shit sucks. My my vehicle right now, the car stereo, I might have to I might have to make an upgrade. You're like me, you got a Mopar. They do yeah. not come with great factory well, stereos. They're okay, but that Jeep is a is a a fiberglass box and there's like two good speakers in it up yeah. above you. If you get the option, you can get them where they have like a removable subwoofer in the back. I wish I got that, but I wasn't really thinking about it. All right, Tyler. Lay it on us, bro. Let's take let's take us so home. So I have to add context in the beginning. Kind of like Derek here. All these I had some rules. I had some <laughs> there, there, there's kind of some rules that here. That ain't so, metal as fuck. <clears throat> no, just just wait. All right. Shut so up, shut, up. Shut, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up, bitch. Anyway, um the term pop music was coined really to explain popular music. Yes. Pop, you know, music that reached kind of mainstream success, tons of radio play, things like that. Octane. The term <clears throat> the term alternative was coined to basically explain fucking everything else. Underground shit. Everything yeah. What is alternative to the popular music? So if you consider everything that you can consider pop or popular music and compare it to everything that is alternative. So everything that is just not the popular. Which is more popular. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Yeah, bear with me. Hold on. Bear with on. me. <laughs> One's, one group stays... One group gone forever. Gone mm. forever. And I know this is going to hurt you guys because oh. on the popular side, you have bands like Metallica. Yep. Oof. On the alternative side, you got like Polaris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you have to choose between stuff that has had mainstream success, Metallica, Breaking Benjamin, uh, Alice, Alice in Chains, Chains, compared to... Everything that is not, which is basically everything so, metalcore. Uh, everything. Can, I go, can I go first? Yeah. So, alternative would not exist without pop. So we're not just, we're not talking about that. No, I'm just saying. Let me preface that. This is easy. Alt stays. Hmm. Alternative stays. Um, because I can tell you right now. I love Metallica. I love Alice in Chains and Pantera and Megadeth and Breaking Benjamin and Chevelle and Creed and Killswitch Engage even and shit like that. 
I can't live without Polaris. Nope. Or Era. Yep. Or make them suffer. Or Currents. Or um, Motionless and White. Or shit like that. Bad Omens. I know Bad Omens is very popular now, but they're not getting played on the radio. You Alt, sure? Well, yes. then, but but look, we also have to consider things like 99.7 The Blitz and stuff where, like, things like Motionless and White is playing. Yep. Kill Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those kind of bands all yeah, in the mains. But, so those kind of fall more into the... Does the whole catalog but, the, so, so, yes. but Polaris isn't, Make Them Suffer's not, Currents isn't, Bleed From Within, right. Moths, Alt stays, Pop can go. Uh, because the versatility within the alt scene and the depth of uh, music within the alt scene is unmatched. And for me, I could not live without the um, that style of versatility that we get with alt music. I love Metallica. But if I had to pick between Metallica and Polaris, I'm picking Polaris. It speaks to me more. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be changing my initial opinion. On You're this. gonna say pop. Well, the thing that got me is the whole catalog goes away. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he said. It's gonna make you think. The whole catalog. Now we we can we can take out bands that maybe had like one song on the radio, like that's One fair. Hit Wonders or something or like, like that. But or like, like maybe it gets played every once in a while. Like 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 I think Kill Switch. Yeah. I, I'd consider that more of the mainstream. Now, what about mainstream success? What about I should prior say. bands of now pop members? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Moto Grader, Ivan Moody. Oh, that can go away for fucking ever. <laughs> straight to hell. Get it the fuck out of here. Moto Grader. Yeah. See ya. So Bye. that Don't would care. definitely be alternative, unless they are reaching mainstream but success. Punch goes away forever. Thank God. Yeah. Praise Allah. Damn, this one's tough for me. This <clears throat> I knew this one. This one's tough for me because stained, I live, stained. I live yeah. on the Shine alternative down. shit. Yep. Like I really, I like Tremonti's my, gone, bro. My whole oh, life, yeah. Tremonti's. I know. See ya. But my whole life and everything I do is extremes. Like I yeah. want, I want the piniest IPA. I want the most rye red. Yep. I want the strongest bourbon. I want the smokiest brisket. I want the... The most expensive pipe tobacco. Exactly, yeah. Speaking the, of that, why the fuck didn't you bring some pipe tobacco, dude, I, I got some cigars, but I didn't bring my pipes. Next time I'm, we're bringing I was going to say, next, step, next time you're on, you're bringing pipes. I really do. I live on those extremes like of the spectrum, but on both sides. Sure. So that's why I like the alternative shit. But, man, there's so many good bangers mixed into that mainstream stuff. Yeah. Like there really is, and and if I had to say, like, maybe back to Kyler's point, like, with no pop is no alternative. With no alternative, or with no pop ever, is man, there? Yeah, like there there go there goes away some. I would say every every pop band started as as an alternative as an alternative thing. Man. And a lot of alternative bands become pop bands. Well, you know what? This kind of brings up a interesting issue is that with the advent of the internet, the the the, the girth and spread of, of music is kind of we're kinda of getting to a point where There's much less obscurity. Yeah. Well it's like 
is 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 pop music today as popular as pop music was in 1970? Right. No, because right. there's no. not there's so much more of it. Yeah. Nobody's as so it's like it's like we're, we're nobody getting, is yeah. as we're kind of getting to a point where everything is pop. alternative. Yeah. You mean pop? No, alternative. I think alternative. I would disagree. It's not, because it's not there's, not a, there's not a ton of platinum records out there. Yeah, I would disagree exactly. because there's no obscurity anymore. Well, I, I get what you're saying there, where we have like a lot of bands remaking. Everything the same is shit instantly and, accessible. I, I I agree with you there, and I I get the point. But my point is that it's it's instantly accessible, but the barrier to entry. These is artists aren't up here anymore. Yeah. There's not those three to five <laughs> artists that are up here. Like like compared to there's no who would be the equivalent to Robert Plant today. No one in his prime. No one. Who would be the equivalent or the fucking? Hold Beatles? on, I, I immediately reacted with no one, but yeah. I mean, the the best thing you got, the person who's probably selling out the most arenas. Dave Grohl? No. Like, on, in a like rock fucking, scene? It'd be like fucking Taylor Swift. Right, yeah. But look at the arena she's selling out. It's not yep. Woodstock. Right. It's not the same level of arena and universal popularity mm. back then. Now, yeah. now, now there, I think what Kyler's talking about is the bad side of the unlimited options coin is that all of it is just a different flavor of ketchup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's, it, it's just the same. Everything is so watered down. Yeah, yeah. So that you're not going to have those big bangers anymore. Yeah. So what are you picking, pop or alt? Shit. <laughs> he Man, pass. <laughs> pass. I, I think all the talking through it made it fucking worse. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm gonna give the lawyer's answer. It depends. <laughs> uh, oh God! Gun to my head. What goes? Alternative or pop music? Ooh, it depends. Pop. <laughs> Fuck! It happened. Pop. Pop. Yeah. Oh. That was the gun going pop because I couldn't make a fucking decision. Pop. <laughs> uh, you would pick pop. I feel like you would pick pop. You think I would stick with pop? Yeah, I do. Just because so many bands that you mention you know and, and talk true. about as far as yeah. influence. I mean, Alderbridge is like your go-to, man. Yeah. And uh, you talk about Atreyu. You talk about Stained and Breaking Benjamin Shinedown. and Shinedown. Yeah. And, um, not that you, I mean, Killswitch, and I agree with Tyler. Yeah. I think Killswitch is more of a... Dying closer. Well, you know, pop. I think a day to remember is... is yeah, is dude. More, yeah. It's like pop. More, more pop punk. Yeah, and, uh, and they're... So many of those bands that you mention are yeah. in that that but realm. There are some, that not I in a bad way. There are a lot. Maybe my, as I get older, more of my favorites are those on the edge guys like Treasures, yeah, or Valiant Hearts or that brand uh, new. I never, I yeah, I brand new. Do you know what, uh, you know what pisses me off? What pisses me off, and this gets part of the problem Democrats. with having unlimited fucking options, <laughs> maybe. But part of the problem with having unlimited options is you guys will say a band name. Here's how I listen to the show. You guys say a band name. <laughs> it takes Can't wait for hours. you to listen yeah. to the last episode we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we went well, bonkers with I bands. Fucking, I pause the show. I go to Spotify. I listen to two or three of their songs. And I'm like, all right, you're in the fold or you're out of the fold. Yeah. yeah. And then I come back to the show. And 10 seconds later, you're like, oh, what about this fucking other brand? And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to lose this your is, shit. This is the part that, that pisses me off. Yeah. The part that pisses me off the most, I go back to my phone, 
I open it. I type in the fucking name. You have three like songs in your library from this band. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. How <laughs> come I can't remember any of these fucking yeah, names? I do that all the time, man. Your phone. Oh, yeah. I'm like, God damn it. So, Spirit Box. Yeah. I, 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 I just come across Spirit Box one day. I saved Spirit one Box, of the songs. listening to the song isn't enough. I need to fuck the song. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I need I was it up like, my ass. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. Now, now I'm like obsessed. I'm like, oh my God, why didn't I click on more of their songs? Is like, it because you love the music or you're fantasizing about Courtney and the Plant Naked? You know, I or think both. it's the music. Yeah, okay. Because well, the, first song, the, the first song I heard, <laughs> is this an allusion to our, our yes. uh, maybe a new segment? Yes. Uh, if we hurry okay, up. Okay, okay. Well, yes. the first song I heard from, I thought it was a dude. What? I thought it was like Killing Quinn. Like, this, or this Killing Quinn? Yeah. yeah. Because, I thought when was she like was that. screaming or when she was singing? Just all of it. I was, she's, got a, she's got a tone that I think a feminine man can reach. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever yeah. listened to Dance Gavin Dance? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy's a sexual predator, but whatever. Anyway. So, all right. If we want to get into that, we need to hustle. Pop or all? Hustle. It would be all. Just because uh, how my musical palette has changed over the years. Um more of the alt stuff does it for me than, than the pop stuff. Same. Tyler. Really, like, I've been thinking on this all day, and this is why but I, I knew it would be Chevelle. a good topic. Fuck. Because. Fuck Chevelle. Polaris. Look, uh, Chevelle's got to go. Seether's got to go. Stain's got to go. Breaking Benjamin's got to go. Deftones has to go. Death Creed Trump. has uh, to go. Red um, jumpsuit apparatus. Thrice. Slipknot. Thrice Thrice even even has to go because since Hurricane, they've been getting radio play. Bro, I I would disagree. I think because the majority of Thrice is in that alt realm. If most of what they've done. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. If most of what they've done. What the topic is, is if the band has reached pop success, they. They're in okay. that category. I was going to say, because I felt like Thrice, in my opinion, is more of an yeah, old shit. Yeah, that's and and I, I would say but you keep it Norma was Jean. up until... Listen, you keep, keep Norma Jean. Jean. You exactly, keep Greg man. You keep... Oh, Jesus. There's so many I got, like, brand new on here, which is a good one. You keep them. Um, you keep <sighs> Moths. You keep Currents. You keep... Spirit box. You, you know what's kind of funny is that is Spirit a, box is getting look, to a level. If you if you go through there. if you go through my play. phone, you're going to find they're more stuff that down. is considered alternative. So I would have to stick with alternative. Nice. But it is so fucking painful what I have to give up. Yeah. Like oh, Lincoln, dude, I Lincoln have to Park's so got to go. Lincoln oh. Park. Dude, listen. Fuel, Matchbox 20. Uh, Shine Down. I mean, you already said sh- there's so many bands that I have to get rid of to keep. Incubus got to go. Yep. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm out. I want the pop. <laughs> I want the pop. <laughs> yeah. Even if they got one good song. Well, well, I lose we got in here. Yeah. Yeah. I fuck lose you guys on but your I keep weird music. I lay dying. Foo Fighters got to go. Foo Kyler's Foo cool man. with that. Yeah, fuck the Foo Fighters. I love Foo Fighters. Oh, Did, didn't man. you have a segment on like, hey, Foo Fighters, you're a little too much hate. Yeah, Wasn't that, yeah. that was the yeah. show with Ryan. I yeah, said it was. Yeah. Ryan I, brought that. I up. think it was. Foo Fighters is the like, greatest rock band. Oh, the, before yeah. I forget though, um, that it kind of brings me to an interesting thought that like as I feel like as all of us get older, we were our our taste is branching out more into the alternative shit. Yeah, like you almost got to start you know why the pop and branch out boredom. Boredom, yeah. It's That's that, why I get rid of pop. It's that sinful replication of the mm. same bullshit. We need some original thoughts. 
Now I wish Amity, that I could we're keep, talking to you. I wish I could you guys take Breaking suck. Benjamin with me though. Uh, yeah, because nobody yeah. does it better. You, you in can that keep pop playing the same Breaking Ben chord. You Don't matter. Yeah, like They're in drop B, bro. Playing yeah. baritones. Give me yeah. that shit. Inject yeah. it into my veins. Yeah, inject it into my veins. <laughs> All right, we got one more new segment we want to get into. And this is this is courtesy of one Derek Muncy. <laughs> so hey, I also gave this or that. Evil, you did. You did. That's right. Yeah, because I said this or, this or that, and you're like, "What do you mean?" And I said. Breakdowns or solos, and you were like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> That's awesome. So, Derek's contributed two segments now. And this newest one, you've all heard a fuck one, marry one, kill one. All right, Barbara Walters, Oprah Winfrey, your wife, fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. Right. Get out of my office. <laughs> so we're doing. We're gonna do fuck one, marry one, kill one, band edition, and I've got one for Tyler to start things off while everybody oh, else thinks fuck. Them. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. What the fuck? All right. Fuck one, marry one, kill one. You ready? Norma Jean, Thrice, Greyhaven, because those are like your three like absolute go-tos. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. So what is it? What does it mean to fuck and what does it mean to marry? <laughs> All right, Mary, Mary, you're keeping because fr- I ain't been doing neither of them. We're striking out. He's, my dick's been on strike for six months. I'm going hungry. <laughs> oh fuck! We have demons. It's a little dry down there. So, Got to put a little so, lotion on it. Once all right. In a while. So fuck one. You get you get it sometimes. Get it sometimes. You get it on the side. Maybe just once. Marry one. You get it forever. Kill, Kill one, one is, is obvious. It's gone got, forever. It's got to go. Norma Jean, thrice Greyhaven. <laughs> it's it's the it's the kill one that that gets that it. gets you. Yeah. I that, think that's I, your toughest one. I think I got one for this one. I think okay. I know what I would for do. who. I think I'm marrying Norma Jean. Okay. Killing Thrice. Yep. And fucking Greyhaven. I think I'm marrying Norma Jean, fucking Thrice, and killing Greyhaven. <laughs> I could switch. I could I'm, switch. I'm marrying Norma yeah. Jean. That's fact. That's, I, uh-huh. and I think I yeah. would, Tyler's probably surprised that I said I would I'm fuck Thrice yeah. and kill Greyhaven. Greyhaven I, just, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised because I've gotten you into some Thrice. Greyhaven live is great. But on the record, I think they're fucking terrible. You know what? All right, so I'm yes, going to I'm going to marry thrice. I'm going to marry thrice because How you know cute. I have to. I know where he's going. I know what he's going to do. I think I did too. Don't you dare do it. You better do what he I is. think you're going to do. Right um, I'm going to have he's to. He's killing fuck Norma Jean. Jean. Okay, thank you. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, bitch. Oh, you had us there first. Only, only because Norma Jean has more out there. Yeah, yeah. More, more, more for me to fuck. Than Greyhaven yeah. does. That's a good one. Gre- you, look, you can't have a mistress that only does missionary. Oh, All right, we're talking missionary. We're talking missionary. We're talking that one where she's on her back and I'm on top. You need a mistress that drops the D. Yeah, <laughs> we need some reverse cowgirl in this bitch. Burn, burn. All right, Preston. What are you doing there with Norma Jean Thrice and Greyhaven? I gotta be a part of this. Yes. Why can't I listen to all of them? You don't, have, <laughs> you don't have to. Whew. Oh my god, dude! I haven't even thought through it because I'm afraid to. Fuck you! We ain't got time. Derek, uh, what you right, got? I, I done did it. I'm marrying Norma. No, no, no. Oh, you said you, you mean, got you one. Mean I gotta get one. Oh yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do. You said you had one for me before the show. Oh well, 
Okay. Only because I look at you as more of the thrash guy. Oh, God. Fuck one, marry one, kill one. Metallica, Megadeth, and let's go Slayer. I am... You're going to call me crazy. I'm marrying Megadeth. Dave Mustaine is an angry lover. I'm fucking Metallica. I'm killing Slayer. Yeah. In all fairness, I think Slayer's music sucks. Yeah. Tom Araya is like... The worst fucking vocalist in the history of metal. Mm-hmm. And like all they did was play fast. I, can, That's I feel it. like I could have put any other thrash-ish band on that third spot, and you would kill them. Yeah. And Those then are it would the just two. I mean, be between you fucking America But are you Megadeth. surprised that I would pick Megadeth over Metallica? Because, I, listen. I think Megadeth would be the better lover, because they're, they're still angry about breaking up mm, with Metallica. Yeah, so Megadeth <laughs> just has a multitude of... <laughs> Megadeth is the jealous wife. They are. <laughs> but I'm marrying Megadeth. She's loyal. Exactly. Damn it. Megadeth. That's why Dave it's Mustaine the jealous is wife. so much. Okay. Dave Mustaine is a superior guitarist to both Kirk Hammett and, oh. and James Hetfield. Yeah. And his not only riff structure. The motherfucker invented his own chord progression. The spider chord. Mm-hmm. Like his chord progression. And then not only that, but his solo work that he does within Megadeth. He's had 50 million other guitarists in the band, and he still writes everything, and he's been doing it for 40 years, and he doesn't write the same riff twice mm-hmm. like James Hetfield does. Megadeth writes better songs. Yeah. The entire Metallica Kill 'Em All album was written by Dave Mustaine. Yeah. So I prefer Megadeth. So what you're saying is you get to have a threesome with your... <laughs> You're, yes, your I get to f- your mistress. Yes, and absolutely. Because we both know that Lars and Dave Mustaine still love each other. You know, so. you know what that is is like. Uh, Goddamn, I had a good analogy for that. Now it escaped my mind. Oh, Kyler just married for love. He married for love. He could have married for money. I married for love. He married for love. Yep. I, that's what I appreciate. And Slayer, Slayer sucks. Yeah, they had like two good songs: Black Magic, Angel of Death. And I mean, writing blows. Who, who okay. else could you put in that spot that would even compete for you? With Megadeth and Metallica? Metallica? Yeah, I don't think anybody. Oh, cr- Dokken. Dokken? Yeah. They, uh, they would make you second guess, but you'd still Yeah, Dokken Doc, would make me second guess, but again, totally different style. You'd be like, I really want to fuck you, but... Yeah, if we're going, I would still kill them <laughs> over the two. Because hair metal was groovy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't angry. Yeah. Megadeth is angry. Well, and I think that's why we like <laughs> Dokken, because they felt different. Dokken was so much better than any other band in the hair metal genre, in except my opinion, for except for Rat. Um, those t- those two bands are head and shoulders above the Motley Crews, the Poisons, the fucking Wingers, the, all that shit. They're just <coughs> Cinderella's probably up there too. Um, if your dad's listening, he's like, you're a Cinderella. <laughs> if you listen to the special ed episode, Ed talked about how much he loves Cinderella. Um, it's his favorite band. But yeah, so I, I would, I would marry Megadeth, fuck Metallica, kill Slayer. Mm. That was a good one. I'm, I'm having trouble putting three other, like three bands together that are making me, you got to tailor make like how I did with Tyler with, yeah. with Norma Jean, Grey yeah, Haven yeah. and thrice. Cause I know, all three of those really speak to his heart, so I made him think. Like for Preston, I would go Polaris, Moths, and... That's why I Periphery. Uh, I, no, he would kill Periphery out of those two. You really got to make him think. You got to go like... Uh, um, 
Oh God, what's a good one? Polaris. Monuments, Monuments, Monuments would be a good one. All right, let's do it. Press Polaris, Moths, or Monuments? Monuments. Uh, fuck I, one, marry one, kill one. I'd Go. marry Polaris. That's easy. I would fuck Moths and I would kill Monuments. I think I would do the same because Monuments really only has two albums for me that really speak to me. Moths has like four. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably killing Monuments, but I'm probably marrying Moths. Ooh. And here's why. Same as me. Okay. Same. No, is that what you, you said? said Mary yeah. Polaris. I thought you said Mary Polaris. Oh, Mary. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not. I, I think I'm. I'm think I'm fucking Polaris because they haven't come out with as much stuff. Yeah, yeah. Their catalog is getting a little small. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. get tired of it. Unfortunately, I'm gonna get tired of it, and I'm gonna be like, look. Yeah, I need that's valid. New, I need a new piece of pussy. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> and the thing is. Do you still got Moth's number in your phone? Yeah, <laughs> Moth's you can ha- you can have some shit that's disgusting, like yeah. their new shit, or even No Eternity and Gold, and then go listen to Dark Divine and cry. Yeah, like <laughs> so. Yeah. There's so much different shit in there. Tyler, I'm curious about your. You would probably marry Moth's, fuck Polaris, kill monuments too, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. That that's exactly what I would do. Man, I hate that because I love monuments, bro. I do too. <laughs> I yeah. fucking love monuments. Yeah. We like, should we should go we should go maybe a little more uh like Mount Rushmore of rock one. That like would be a good one. Led Zeppelin, Van eh, Halen. That does nothing for Led me. Led Zeppelin, though. Van Halen, Metallica. So I oh, fuck one that does one, nothing for one. me. Led I got Zeppelin's I got one that's that's more dad rock. Okay. Oh, that I was trying to put three good like Solid dad. He's going to go Andrew. fucking crossfade, breaking Benjamin, and... I'm marrying them Chevelle. all! We're moving to Utah! Close. <laughs> Close. Um, I was oh. I was going to say breaking Benjamin, Chevelle. Chevelle, and Creed. Creed. Oh, uh. I'll go first. Marry breaking Benjamin, fuck Creed, kill Chevelle. <laughs> Ooh. That was too easy. <laughs> Ooh. Way too easy. Chevelle's got like three songs I like. Oh man! Creed has like fifty. That's why I'm probably fucking. And Chevelle. Breaking Benjamin has everyone they've ever written. I'm probably fucking Chevelle, but this is where it's gonna get weird. You're killing Creed. I think I am killing Creed. Oh, the blasphemy in the sanctuary of in Scott Stapp. We trust you. You know why? Of, you love Mark Tremonti. That's it. I like exactly. I he Mark likes Tremonti. Fuck you, Scott. He don't give a fuck. I know about I'm in stuff. the sanctuary of Scotty Too Hottie. <laughs> I'm a Miles Kennedy guy. Okay. Yep, me too. I am too. I, I, I think Alter, Alter Bridge is the superior band. Agreed. And they don't get the goddamn credit like Creed did. I don't know, bro. They still play they do. sell-out stadiums. In, in Europe. <laughs> mm. I've seen them with 10,000 people here in the States. Yep. Yep. But they do play like do. Sonic Temple and shit like that. Yeah. I mean. But I think, I think. Marion Breaking Ben is the good move. That's I don't think anybody. They're, they're, they're the that, most stable. It? They're the stable. Uh, Tyler might, but they're the, they're the meat and potatoes of that threesome yeah. right there. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Creed is crazy. You either got a one time and done, or get rid of them right off the bat. Because because of the the off stage or, or actually on stage activities, <laughs> the super drunk bald Scott Staff yeah. in the black silk shirt, pressure. Chevelle's going to stick around, but I don't think she's going to be spiteful. <laughs> Here's the thing. Chevelle has one or two albums that are, like, unlistenable for me. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. It's there. just different. Creed yeah, doesn't. Yeah. like. That's yeah. true. That's and Breaking Benjamin sure as hell does. I know you guys don't like Eden, 
But I actually do. Or not? Is it? Is it Eden? Is Dark that the one Before you Dawn? Dark, Dark, Dark Before Dawn. Dawn. You don't like? That's that's one of my favorites. Same. Love yeah, it. I know those guys don't like. Love it. it. You and me both, bro. Yeah. Love it. You want to go cry in the car? Afterwards? I do. <laughs> I wish you still had the green Jeep because I we would too. go cry. We, yeah, we'd be driving around jamming. So. I would go with Kill Creed, and I hate to say that because I love Creed. Oh, I enjoy Creed. What is going on you in the sanctuary, right, motherfucker? I love it. And maybe somebody will think, Ugh. "Yeah, that's what I thought," and others might think, "Whoa, yeah. I would marry Chevelle." Oh and my god! He's just whoa. saying that because he's married no. Chevelle. No, so I, I literally don't You're listen. So full I don't freak. listen to Breaking Benjamin anymore. I don't. You just talked about like two or three episodes yeah. ago how great they are and how much you still well, listen so to their great. music. Um, You're I don't so know hypocritical. That, I don't right know here. that I said that, but I I don't that's deny that they're great. But that's like, why he's banging them because he's still talking about like, Chabelle. <laughs> I will I will delve into Breaking Benjamin like an album of theirs once every three months probably. I mean, whatever. It's all subjective, but and Chevelle, I listen to a song of Chevelle every single day. Every day. And they got like three albums that I'm fucking in love with. The whole damn thing. And I, and I, I love Breaking Benjamin. That's hard for me. I mean, that's a hard decision, but it would be Chevelle. So you said Mary Chevelle, fuck Breaking Benjamin, yep. Kill Creed. Yep. And okay. for, a, for a long time there, ooh, it ooh. was Mary ooh, Breaking Benjamin. Ooh, ooh. I think I got another. I, uh, I would marry Chevelle. I would fuck Breaking Benjamin, yeah. and I would kill Creed. That surprises me. Oh, either. my God. We got three that, Creed so assassinations look, look, in a row. <laughs> Ouch, man. I Sorry, didn't think that either. Look, Damn. Creed's great, but they they don't really compete wow. with Breaking Benjamin or Chevelle to me. Um, I, I think Mark Tremonti kind of made the band. I'm, I am a fan of Scott Stapp. I think they wrote good songs, but yep. I think a lot of that was... Yeah, old what album but, does Chevelle have that compares to My Own Prison? Venice, or Human Clay? Venusira. So, Venusira, however you pronounce it. I can't ever the remember. The one with the red names, on it. Bro. That's, the only, <laughs> no, that's like their that best one. song, dude. Not I that one. No, it's I, not. I, so look, what's the one with the aliens on the cover? You've never even delved into it. I like, can't. So it's look, not that good. wonder what's next. This type of thinking. Venusira. Sci-fi crimes. Sci-fi crimes. Um, I didn't get into Log... Gorgola, or however the fuck La you say yeah. yeah. Uh, look, that the album. North Corridor, when when that those songs hit the radio and I heard them for the first time, bro, the fucking, the, the tone and, and yep. how angry they were is just pissed off. And I was like, that was kind of part, I, I've talked about it on the show a little bit, part of where some of these bands that were kind of forced to go a little bit mainstream have over time started to go back more, you know, get more heavy. Uh, Breaking Benjamin is an example of that too, but it's like, I will listen to Chevelle over Breaking Benjamin every, every day, any day. Yeah. I do have Breaking Benjamin on my tattoo sleeve. Chevelle is not on there. Mm. What I will say is the only reason Chevelle is not on here is because there's really no album cover that they yeah. have yeah. that I care to have tattooed on me. Yeah. But Breaking Benjamin's um album Phobia Phobia that made it to my arm because I think that was the best album 
of that whole like genre. scene, the whole yeah. genre. And I think they really took over that genre through that album. But at the same time, I go back and listen to Chevelle and I am, uh, whoo, that is my shit. I think they write great songs. Mm-hmm. I think they write amazing songs for being a three piece. I think they have a great sound. Um, I think they are angrier and invoke mm-hmm. more feeling to me than Breaking Benjamin does. And then I just don't think Creed really competes against either of them. I'd rather listen to fucking Godsmack than Chevelle. And that's fair. Hey, I not that I not that I don't like Chevelle. <clears throat> you oh, real a, quick, you said you got one. Let's let's run through it real quick if you got a good one. New rock. Okay. A new rock one. Rock? New rock. Okay. A new rock. Stained. Uh Limp Biscuit. Lincoln Park. Mm. Fuck one Mary one kill one. Mary Lincoln Park. Mary Lincoln Park, fuck stained, kill Limp Biscuit. I think easy. that's I think that's the easy one, but I think I'm marrying Stan uh, and fucking Lincoln Park. That's fair. You could go either way with yeah. those. Yeah. I think Limp Biscuit's getting I just love Chester. Like I, yeah. I just I have more of a emotional connection you know to their what, music. Though? You guys said something on one of the prior episodes that kinda got my wheels turning. Um a band can ruin its reputation. <clears throat> and for me, it wasn't the when I started moving away from Lincoln Park, it wasn't the Minutes to Midnight album. You know, that's kind of a cool, whatever that one song off that is. Transformers album yeah, is what kinda, I call that one. It's kind of cool. When they started doing, like, the EDM techno shit, I'm like, mm-hmm. you're yeah. done. You ruined your reputation for me. Sure. Because you went and did the, the cool popular thing. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't go back to your roots. Nope, I get it. Anyway. I just <clears throat> lent biscuits an easy kill for me on I that one. So. <clears throat> all right, maybe that wasn't a good one. Fuck. <laughs> no, that's all right. We're still testing that one out. I think I think that could be a good addition, but you really you, it's it's got to be tailored. There's got to be some thought put into that one. Yeah, we're so. just out here winging it. Yeah, what's what we, what we do, bro? We riff. <laughs> well, we are well over on our time limit, but we don't really have time limits on this show. So. Kiss my ass. Yeah, we said we said we were probably going to go three hours on this pod. And we we definitely did that. We, you just when you got Derek on the show, you you just can't limit that shit because the conversation just flows so effortlessly so i think we spoke to a lot of folks tonight the gearheads the musicians the music fans um so if you've hang if you've hung on uh all the way through to the end y'all are loyal as fuck we appreciate the shit out of you so um thanks again derek for coming back on driving out here from dayton on a on a friday night and hanging out with us uh it's gonna be a recurring thing bro we're gonna we're just oh yeah just too much good content to just have you on I think Once it's gonna or keep twice. Getting, I think it's going to keep getting better. That's right. And I'm I'm a, I just want I'm going to give a shameless plug for you guys. I love you guys. I think it's going great. The episodes to me keep getting better and better. Um you know, the only thing I hope is we get a few more seasons out of it cuz I think it's going to keep growing and yeah. you know, get a presence at some local shows and shit like that. It you guys when I hear you guys talk about the band and the direction of the band, I get super excited. When I hear you guys talk about the direction of the podcast, I get super excited mm-hmm. equally because it's like, it's a, I feel like it's going to be hand in hand. Tyler, what's your favorite saying when it comes to the pod? If you build it, they will, they come. will come. Shit, I'll come no matter <laughs> so, what. Baby. We keep we keep building. I'm going to get my rough. We keep building it. We're not giving up. Um, you know, we had somebody comment on one of our YouTube videos that, you know, 
keep doing what you're doing. You guys are super laid back and down to earth guys that uh, clearly love what you're doing. And, and we definitely do. Um, and we hope you guys love it too. Guys and gals love it too. Um, so thank you so much for listening. As always, go follow our social medias, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at TSIS Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to Patreon yet, hop on there, subscribe to our Backstage Pass, $5 a month. Get all the fucking content all at once, plus all of the bonus content that we're doing, um, and be able to interact with us one-on-one. So thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate the shit out of you. We love every one of you. And until next time, we are the Screaming Idiots. We'll see you next week. Peace, love, dove. Holy shit.